Welcome to Chronic Curiosity, where we have real conversations with real people, from everything to anything, in attempts to facilitate dialogue with our fellow humans, and hopefully your curiosity as well as ours. If you can withstand the show, we ask, most importantly, that you tell your friends and family, but also, you can pick up some merch, or just donate to the show at chronic-curiosity.com in USD or Bitcoin. If you feel so obliged, you can give us a good rating and follow on whatever podcast platform you so choose. But please feel free to reach out to us on the website or the socials, which can also be found on the website, chronic-curiosity.com. And here we go. Your guys' interactions. And, yeah. And the dude, they're always like good, man. That, and I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if he knows him like personally, yeah. or if it's just a an internet thing. They're both just antagonistic. <laughs> yeah, I think you know there is a little. It, it's like turned into a sport almost these yeah. days. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like I, yeah. I feel like we're out here just like sport fishing on Facebook and just having a good time. Like some of it could be constructive, some of it's just like, oh, I'm having a good time uh, getting myself a, a rise right now. Right. And a lot of times I try to keep it away from that, and yeah. I, I know it gets a little. Um, bad at that point, but uh, yeah, me and Thad, it's fun to go back and forth. At the end of the day, we know we'll meet up and have a beer and stuff, yeah. and you know, uh, no hard feelings. So yeah, we're but trying to get him on the show sometime, and I'm like, that would be pretty fun to have both you guys. You should just had time. us both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he seems to be a little gun shy. Are, are we? Um, everything's good. So we're just we're just running. Sure. Yeah, Joe, I appreciate. You. Appreciate you coming. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, beautiful house, beautiful place. Thanks for inviting <laughs> yeah, me. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, that's kind of started the whole thing. Yeah. Um, was I don't see a whole lot of people doing what you do on social media. Obviously, I know we've known each other for a, a long time, but sure. I'm not really connected. But um, I just got back on Facebook basically because of this. Because I was like, all right, like I was off of it for a handful of years, quite yeah. a few years. And then it was like, all right, like I guess if I'm going to do this thing, like, I should probably like go and like do I go on Twitter and like all that junk. And then it was, uh, you caught my eye because it was like, you often try to have constructive conversations as impossible as that may be sure. on that kind of platform. Yeah. And that really impressed me. And I was like, Oh, someone else like doesn't just want to like, post a thousand dog pictures this is this is interesting yeah what's wrong with dog pictures <laughs> no nothing no i didn't say anything was wrong with it but that's just not something i am personally interested in well this is me saying the market saturated. <laughs> the market saturated with dog pictures you see, let's be yeah, honest exactly. you know supply and demand tony the yeah. supply is way higher than the demand. we all know tony's more into the thirst trap pictures it's fine <laughs> <laughs> the flex pictures yeah so I, that's I, I commend you for that, and it was something that s- stood out to me very clearly. That right, there's not a whole lot of people doing that. Yeah, and it's not just to intentionally go out there and make waves across Facebook and all of my thousand some friends, and uh, you know try to <laughs> piss them off and stuff. But it is good to have you know critical conversations that we can kind of hopefully find some common ground on. You know, just be more logical about things and like, hey, does this make sense? Let's think about it because we seem like we are in this era that we can't talk about things anymore. Things have almost turned into this religion. Like, no, no, trust the science. You can't, you can't question the science. You have to trust it. And that's the part where I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I don't even think science would appreciate that. I think science would appreciate if we're a little bit more skeptical when we're right. doing this. So, yeah. yeah. 
And with everything going on the last three years, I think there's no shortage of debate with anything. It's like every new week, there's something else that pops up. You're like, oh, a new subject to fight about. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's you know, like, let's, let's talk about angry it. At each other yeah. yeah. And that sucks that we're to that point. But I think uh, hopefully it kind of comes back the other way and we start finding some more common ground with everything. Yeah. Well, I think that constructive conversation is how you do it, right? So you hope so. Yeah. yeah. And whiskey or vodka never hurts either. Uh, would, you, 100%. would you like something? Is I would like some. Uh, looks like you got Buffalo do you Trace. Go with here? That one? I think want... so. Yeah, I think yeah, that's if, uh... you're, if you're gonna start, you probably better start with the lowest proof first. Yeah, there's probably some heavy hitters. Yeah. Okay. If you do a, like a high proof, then everything after that is just yeah, yeah. You don't get any flavor from it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want some ice with yours? Sure. Yeah. Oh, so the Buffalo Trace a, would that be the lower proof then? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. So this one's ninety. Yeah, ninety, and then. I don't know what all you have tone, but uh, most of it's pretty can be pretty stout. This one's a one twenty. If you just want to start off with this, <laughs> Whitney, <laughs> you don't have to have a lot. Well, that's why you mentioned before we started talking about like seeing all the bottles in some of our episodes. Like someone's like, "Well, I I, I see you guys. You, you hit it pretty hard." I'm like, "Well, there's a difference between having a lot of drinks yeah. and having a lot of drink. Like you can have a lot." Of small amounts mm-hmm. to taste it, but the variety is the spice of life. Right. But you don't That's necessarily correct. have to take half a bottle to the face just because right. you have eighteen in front of you. We got options. You're like connoisseurs of it. You know, it's it's nice to have a good spread and be in the mood for something different. So, um, yeah. So that's that's the whole point is I, that we've talked about before. It's like it's it's fun. It's be able to dissect something. Yeah. And be able to pick pick things out and try to, you know, have fun with it. Absolutely, that's the that's the idea. I think yeah. these are in ascending order, by the way. So, what would you guys' favorite be out of the bunch here? Is there like a one that you'd go to more over the other? Yeah. So for me, I'm I'm a huge fan of the Woodenvilles. Like I have like mm-hmm. that's my favorite just brand in general. Um, here you can. Oh. Are you glad you just want one cube? Two? Yeah, one's good. Just one? Yeah. I don't want to touch my dirty ass fingers all over that. That's gross. Um, yeah, that's just the brand that I, I think whatever they do, I like it. It has a the nice flavor profile that I enjoy, and that's kind of my go-to, but I enjoy a lot of other ones. But I don't know. Tony, he likes he he, he won't say he has a favorite. All the bourbons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like I do like uh Russell's. It's uh tasty. And this one is a store pick, and it's particularly mm-hmm. tasty. The Willets are good, not the pot still. That's not so good, but the family estates, solid. Uh, and Knob Creek puts out something good, uh, especially this one. Was that the 12-year? 12. Yeah, that's a 12-year. So no Pappy Van Winkle or anything like that going no, on? The a little harder to get. So it's it's you can get it. It's just yeah. you're paying secondary for it unless you win that uh, lottery. So, I mean, I gotten plenty of bottles for plenty of guys it's just oh uh, i want to say like the cheapest one now you're probably close to a thousand to twelve hundred bucks a bottle for the sure. one that's not even a it's like a 10 year it's mm-hmm. not a even a true pappy so and if you could buy it somewhere where you could actually buy it like how much would it cost you like msrp yeah oh uh, i don't i honestly I haven't been following bourbons as much but probably 60 bucks for that one right <laughs> so that's why it's just why, another yeah. one of those games right depending on where you live oh, yeah. and the walls and everything that yep that's why guys wait in line for at the 
the liquor store. Well, you could, if, even if you wait in line for four hours for something like that. I mean, you probably have to wait in line longer than that. But if you wait in line for four hours, what you, you make eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, basically. Oh yeah, just that's pretty good. It's pretty good profit per hour, right? <laughs> Pitch a tent and get some pappy. Yeah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, no. Con- context. <laughs> <laughs> that well, if you've been listening, there was context there, right? <laughs> yeah, not to do any like shameless promoting, but Meatheads always does a bourbon tasting. And they do will it. They'll do pappy sometimes if they can get it. I think their third one that they did, they had like two pappies. Now, I don't know what year. It might have been 10 years or something. But it was super expensive stuff. So yeah. it's like it's super hard to get. And that's, I think, why the price is so high. And, uh, yeah, if you guys never went to one, I think uh, it would be good for you since you're a connoisseur of it. And uh, Is that Mitch you know, putting that on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they usually do a blind bourbon tasting. So typically yeah. no one knows what's in the tasting yet. Um, and then there's like six shots they give you. And then like an ending one they give you that's really special. And that was the Pappy, la- I think, last year. Cool. So I believe they're going to put that on in the fall. But uh, yeah, it's typically uh, pretty cool. They usually have about 35 people. And then Adam goes back there and makes like charcuterie boards and all kinds of stuff that, you know, um, so yeah, check that out. Dude, that's go ahead. How are you tied in with me heads? You know, I just oh, like wearing the shirt. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to like actually wear it and be like, Oh, let's talk about me heads all night. But no, uh, they're a great company. They really are. And, uh, it's, it's a small business and I support, support like most small businesses downtown. So I've been doing marketing now for, Oh, over 10 years and, uh, working with a lot of small businesses downtown, creating crawls, creating a lot of different, uh, small, uh, parties downtown and, um, you know, DJing at the same time. So it's, uh, it's a great journey, but, uh, you know, I don't think marketing is my last stop, uh, on this journey. I, I like the sales side as well. And I like, uh, other ventures. So, um, but now that I'm really versed at marketing, it's a nice tool in the, uh, tool bag. So for uh, sure. I saw you were um, doing something with Worcester fast. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been on the committee now for, um, four years. This will be my fifth year, uh, doing Worcester on fast the committee. on the committee. <laughs> yeah. So been doing that for a while. Uh, so Worcester fast is a lot of fun. It's a lot of work to put on. Uh, but it's a great group of people that run it and, uh, the chambers, uh, awesome people. So I'm happy to do something for the community and uh, run around for a whole four days, essentially setting everything up, striking the gig and then tearing everything down. And then this year, um, there's a lot of like back and forth with uh, basically the bands and trying to get music the whole time instead of like a lag between like an hour where it takes people to set up. So this year I'm that hour basically Friday five to six and then eight to nine I'll be DJing and then Saturday I'll be DJing five to seven and then I'll DJ the uh, Stein race that uh, Whitney's running in and uh, a lot of people are running in. So it's a lot of fun. So what, I'm excited what's for What's the it. date for that again? Yeah, that's the end of this month. So the 30th and the 1st, unless we have a 31st in this month. Um, so yeah, right at the end of this month uh, is Worcesterfest. Bro, so, you rocking the Lederhosen? I, you know, I thought about this year just because I'm DJing and I think it would be cool to wear something like that. Yeah. So I need to get on Amazon quick and see what I can find or, uh, you know, make something myself. Lederhosen with like a helmet, one of those DJs always wear the helmets, right? So yeah. Who they are. Yeah. You got like, DJ, you got marshmallow or dead mouse or yeah. people like that. Yeah. I always like call them dead mouth five. Yeah. Cause that's that how it so looks much, like it's honestly, I think that's a lot cooler of a name. Dead yeah. mouse. 
what? Come on, bro. You can come up with something better than that. Dead Mouth 5. Like, what? And you see it written out. You're like, oh, okay. That is pretty <laughs> spicy. I mean, I just, I don't drink bourbon. So just yeah. the, the first sip, I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of hot. Yeah. So. Let that cube melt down a little bit yeah. and uh, judge it on, on your fourth sip. Okay. See what you think. Sure. Yeah, the first one, it's always a, it can always be a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm into it. I think uh, it's tasty. Um, I'm excited to try another one and kind of give it a little comparison. So I've always heard good things about the Knob Creek. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law, that's kind of his go-to these days. Okay. Uh, it was originally uh, Bullet just because it was cheap sure. and you can go get it. Uh, but now Knob Creek's kind of his thing. So, yeah, I think I'll eventually step up and get there. Uh, I've just never been like a big cigar guy either. Yeah, I'm not wanting either. to hurt anybody's feelings if you like cigars, but, oh. uh, you know, I, I've tried it so many times with my brother-in-laws and sitting in the hot tub, drinking bourbon, smoking a cigar and just being like, I don't want this cigar. I, I want to put the cigar out. I'll drink the bourbon and sit in the hot tub with you and bullshit, but I could take it or leave it on the cigars. I like how they smell before you light them up, but I just don't like how they taste and the next day you're kind of that's what gets me ugh, i feel like yeah. an ashtray in your mouth Cat you kind of got a headache for the next <laughs> yeah. two days yeah because yeah. i like i even if it's a good cigar like i like the i like smoking a good cigar yeah but the next day it doesn't matter how good that cigar is the next yeah. day it always tastes like shit and it's like ah this just isn't worth say, it i have some uh anniversary padrones upstairs if, if you guys want to try and change your minds on I, good I still, cigar i still have the one from max that i'm i, I do really want to try oh, it dude if you're not going to smoke that hand no over. i'm de- i'm definitely going okay. to but it has to be like the, i have to be prepared the, for it and I have to be ready to enjoy it like you know maybe a fire outside yeah, just sit there yeah, for yeah. An hour that's or a so. tatawahe that thing's yeah. delicious yeah no i that's my plan but i just i just can't that next day mm-hmm. it's just just too much for me to get into it yeah. consistently. But. And you might feel a little irritable because you are still taking a level of nicotine in and that addiction level. So the next day you could be like, why am I feeling a little cranky? I feel like I need some nicotine or something. Like, mm. I don't know if you ever smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I imagine if you sit there and like smoke cigars consistently and then stop, it's probably like, man, I kind of need one. You know, you probably have that feeling of like, I'm a little bit addicted to it now. So. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't surprise me. You don't inhale, but you're still getting a level oh, of nicotine sure. going through your blood vessels and your tongue and yeah, your mouth. Know. If you inhale, if you're if you inhale a full cigar, <laughs> yeah. you feel <laughs> good. Right. Good luck, man. You've been at it for a long time. Feeling yeah, rough the next day for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's way too much in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I never thought about that. I wonder how many. I wonder how many people are get addicted. There, that number can't be very high. Get addicted to like nicotine and tobacco through cigars. That, that can't be an extreme number. It's usually it's usually the other way around. Uh, I remember when my brother was quitting smoking, he would go smoke cigars. And then he's like, oh, I just, you know, just puff on it. I'm like, you inhaling? Well, a little bit <laughs> here and there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was kind of his crutch. And then he was like addicted to smoking cigars at that point. And then, you know, he quit the cigars and, you know, better off at least. So I don't know if either of you ever smoked cigarettes back in the day. Uh, I remember doing it from like 18 to 21 a little bit. Yeah. And like, if you didn't cool. smoke cigarettes in the, the night before the 2010, yeah. who were, if, I mean, they yeah, were doctor yeah. approved in the sixties, yeah. right? right. You know, what's yeah. your favorite doctor approved cigarettes? They're basically so. a health stick. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I like to call smoke it. them in, uh, <laughs> you know, airports and, uh, medical places, you know, hospitals. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. I used to, but I never like Nick, like nicotine and tobacco never like gave me much of a addiction. Like I never felt that, which is weird because I have a super addictive personality to, well, to an extent until I get like, like I said, I've said it before, like I'm an 80 percenter yeah. in just, just about everything I do. 
as soon as I get to 80%, it's like, ah, this is good enough. <laughs> and then, so, and I, and same with hobbies and passions, but I, nicotine and tobacco never, uh, never really got that like addictiveness from it whatsoever. Yeah. I've done a little homework. I think it, the, the correct phrase was three quarter ass. So three quarter, three quarter ass was what you said in the, the one of the podcasts. So. Oh, was it? yeah. <laughs> then you're like, oh, what's that look like? If we Google that, is there a thing called three quarter ass? You probably you know, like, don't want to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you don't. <laughs> Depends on whose ass. Yeah. yeah. Make, make sure the, uh, the safe search is on for that one. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We, Tell your wife you're going to Google it first. You know, that yeah. way she doesn't like walk up behind you. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It just came up. Yeah. I don't know. Three quarter. Four <laughs> She's going to do it. <laughs> oh. Duck, duck, go at first. Yeah. Let's. Ooh. Well, I don't know. It might. Mm. No, Safer at search. At least it's like on a proxy or something, you know? I don't know. I saw that they were starting to. Um, Filter. Not, yeah. It was, it was like, I think the rankings and stuff. They were starting to mess oh, with. No. Like, okay. Uh, it was, I was really, it was really a sad day Yeah, because I've, I've used DuckDuckGo for a long time because it's like, I don't know, like I, that I don't have, I don't do a whole lot to the government that I really care if the government or Google or whoever, I'm not too concerned about it. Like it's right. not, right. I, I, I'm concerned about the overall issue for sure, but I'm like most people where it's like, I mean, I don't really do a whole lot at this point. But until you consider me an extremist in something, that makes a little, me a little nervous. But I, I was, I did DuckDuckGo for a long time because it, like, mm. it just made me feel a little better because it was like, oh, no, they don't track me. But then I just noticed that they started, they're, they're ranking, I think, some of their search searches mm-hmm. now. Like, I don't know exactly how they're doing it, but I saw it and it was like, oh, that makes me sad. Ranking or filtering or yeah, something. Yeah, like how you, when you search <laughs> something, instead of just giving you the best match for mm-hmm. what you get, it's well, let's, let's put some more trusted sources up on top. And it's like, mm, I have yeah. a hard time with that. Well, I think they're right there in Silicon Valley with everybody else. Probably. You know, they're all on the same game a little bit. And uh, I think you that was they're their... cutting people's heads off. Whoa. No, I didn't hear about this. Fact, check that story. I, I think it just happened today or yesterday. Run it back. Yeah. So Silicon Valley is on like the street. Guilt- in Silicon Valley, somebody just got their head cut off in All broad right. daylight. So I was going to talk about a lot of stuff here today, guys, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to put that away. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. I'm just kidding. Right? No, yeah. no, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. So they were. Yeah, no, they, I just don't want my head cut off. That's no, that, you know. No, that's that wouldn't be good. No. No. Yeah, I like, I like to my be, head. I like to be attached. Yeah. To. My head. Yeah. That's usually the best. At all times. At all. <laughs> yeah. At least most of the <laughs> yeah. 60% of the time. Most of the day. All of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird that I you see these areas that just, they kind of just go with the, I don't know if they go with the flow or if they think they're going to make more money. I, I, I Sometimes I question people's like, what do you, especially companies. Yeah. Because I've, I'm very familiar with corporate America and it's like, mm-hmm. are you really doing this because of why, why you're saying you're doing this or is it just, are you trying to virtue signal or. Yeah, it was this oh, this is Breitbart. But I mean they're not they don't usually lie. They just yeah. they're right leaning, but Do you um, think he had to behead a certain amount of people before they'd arrest him? A woman was beheaded by a sword wielding assailant on a residential street in Silicon Valley, the town of San Carlos, California, on Thursday in front of horrified onlookers. Well, no shit. The man was later arrested with police receiving counseling. Huh. Okay. Do you think he yelled, there can only be one Highlander? That was a great show. Too dark? Too dark. Oh, man. That's kind of fucked up. 
Well, do you know the Olsen twins, right? There was a picture just taken of one of the Olsen twins with a machete and just like kind of strolling down a bike path. And it's on the internet too. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on there? Why does she have a machete in her hand? That's awesome. So, I mean, you know, millennials have been through a lot. So I think, you know, maybe that's justified. Dude, dude, I I will say that, but honestly, I think, was it Gen Z that comes after us? Well, who comes after them? Because there's like two more generations now, right? Yeah. There's millennials. Uh, X. Is it it Gen Z and then X? Or X X and Z? I think it's Z then X. Z. We're going backwards. We are going backwards. Fact checkers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't keep up, you know, I can't keep up with the generations. Like, because, you know, a lot of places that you check, especially for like millennials, like there'll be different timelines too. It'd be like, uh, 1982 to 2000, some are like 99. So, and then other places will say something different. So it's like who you trust and who, you know, I don't, it doesn't really, I don't know if it really matters, but no, but yeah, it's, I, uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Oh, She's even like she she's kind of dressed like a ninja, and she looks she's pulling like a a, a ninja Julian with a machete. Wait, it looks like you mean when you guys tri- wield like, your bourbon, you don't carry a machete at the same time. Yeah, she's got. Like I thought this, that was like, standard issue. Dude, yeah, I wonder. That looks like uh, that's, swashbuckler. That's really interesting. Uh, uh, maybe headed back to Heath Ledger's house. Maybe. Yeah, she does look like she's she, got Yeezys on. I know that yeah. <laughs> the ugliest shoes <laughs> fucking ever. They have to be. They better be comfortable. Thousand dollars later. Yeah, I wonder. She if you if she walked onto a set of Trailer Park Boys, I think she would look like she fit right in. <laughs> maybe. What, what was a glass? She literally had like a, a whiskey glass too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, that's I honestly um, I think about folks like that. Um, along you put like Britney Spears in the same category. Um, those kids go Justin Bieber, like all those folks, they go through such an unreal experience that Mm. I don't know how they couldn't come out. Not fucked up. Yeah. I think Britney probably is one of the, you know, she kind of got it pretty hard and through the upbringing and everything. And then her, her lawyers and her parents and her family, you know, trying to get more money off of her and controlling her. I think that's pretty sad. I think Bieber, you know, having that much money and having that much fame when he's younger. Yeah. I think he probably went through it all, but he seems like he's came out of it pretty well. Uh, to be that <laughs> successful, you know, in comparison to like, I shaved my head in the early two thousands and I'm going crazy. Like, or maybe they just haven't uh, painted the picture of him like that yet. So great song, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> what? He said, I'm going crazy. I'm going oh. crazy. <laughs> Speaking of music, uh, Nickelback just came out with a new uh, song. Stop it. hundred percent, man. Stop. It's like a dirty little stop. secret of mine. I was, we were jamming on the way here, the Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was amazing. I was like, damn, this is pretty good actually. Oh, Did it sound God. like every Fred gives other- me so much shit for Nickelback? Does he really? Yeah. Like I he's do. they're so fun to hate. They really are. They're fun they're to so, hate. Because it's so easy. Because they so easy. suck. I mean oh, they don't uh, suck. I, I can take that back. They don't suck. You get enough bourbon going around. We play now? a song. Yeah. No, because I've taken it back Thank for you, you too. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but you but because one song is good. And all of their songs sound the exact same. Doesn't mean all the songs are good. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. They, they have a niche market and they know who they're playing to. That's, and, uh, and they did it better than Creed. Cause I was Creed literally, <laughs> I was waiting to say that. And you stole right. it from me. Creed, that Damn guy, you. He, was, it, was it Scott Stapp? Yeah. He, Scott he Stapp. went fucking crazy too. Did he really? 
Oh, I didn't yeah. see that part. No, I, no, no. I think he went crazy back in the early 2010s. Okay. Like he, like he was found, like, I think he, um, like bourbon wielding machete crazy or. Oh no. Like Ooh. found naked in the middle of the streets claiming that the bank like stole all his money and there was a conspiracy and like aliens and all like, and all the, uh, there, there was some weird stuff that yeah. happened. Maybe I think it was maybe maybe mid 2010s. So he's in the poster. Yeah, or? baby. He would he definitely would have been in QAnon if he was still <laughs> if he's still around, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he went he went off the rails. Can you explain the poster? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no one can explain the poster. No, I mean I can give you a. a, a have you ever? I'm, I'm sure you've Did had you find a, it at Spencer's. No, I, so okay. this was given to us by guest. Okay. Um, he's been on it a handful of times. One of our buddies, and he's a Tony's bourbon mule. Um, nice. But uh, he, he, so I'm I'm assuming you've heard of the Great Awakening. Oh, but, absolutely. For, okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I've explained this before, so I don't have to go in too much detail. But yeah, so it's just the uh, he we li- I like to talk about crazy things, and I've joked about you know whether the Earth is round or not, and mm-hmm. you know just joking, basically. <clears throat> um, but so he got us this poster because he likes, cause it's fun yeah. and he likes looking into these things. And usually he sends me a bunch of stuff and he's like, dude, it's just nuts. I'm like, oh, I don't have time to like, I don't have time <laughs> to go down that rabbit hole. Like, and I won't, I won't do it, but, um, it does have Nazis in, in Antarctica dealing with the lizard aliens. Oh, wow. So that's fun. So straight from Alex Jones, uh, bedroom. All of it, yeah. No, even more so, like, yeah. It, it's it goes talks about Q and all all of the. Th- I mean, it talks about. I mean, there's stuff I don't even know what it talks right. about. Right. All all of the things, you know, the higher mind, the oversoul. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what that is. Um, the Vatican. Oh well, that's a fucked up place. We don't have to talk about that. Uh, but I did see. I don't know. I was looking at the not moon. tax that offers uh immunity. Yeah. Basically, that's a little weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did see the Shields moon. Pedophiles? I, I, what do you mean? Why? Well, allegedly. No, there's no allegedly about that. <laughs> that's very fucking viable. Um, I don't see that the moon is basically the, was it the Death Star? I thought you were going to say made of cheese. Cheese. <laughs> no, barbecue spare ribs. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but, yeah. Much better. I don't see that one. I just watched a video the other day where the guy was saying that there's more evidence that the moon is basically a hollow spaceship. Okay. Than what it act, what science mm-hmm. says it is. And it wasn't as crazy as it sounds, which is interesting, but I don't see that on the map. Um, but it's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. It'd be nice to go back, you know, we 2022. Why not? Let's go back. We went right. I mean, just curious that we, we, we went once let's, let's go back. Obviously think, there was a space race and I think there was reason to go. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I've always questioned. Like, why yeah. haven't we gone back? Cause mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, for, if we, we go up to the space station all the time, we're doing tests there. Well, why aren't we doing tests on the moon? Yeah. That seems like a logical thing, right? Set up mm-hmm. a little camp, just like the international space station and do tests on the moon. Yeah. I think it would be a scientifically. Good, yeah. I think it'd be a good test site at least to like, Hey, we want to go to Mars. Well, let's go ahead and experiment on the moon first. Let's see, let's, let's see how a, things go on the moon before yeah. we go to Mars. Yeah, let's throw a tent up on Mars on the moon. Yeah, you know, maybe camp for the night and see what happens. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, or let's go check out the dark side mm-hmm. because that's that always kind of tripped me out. Why it doesn't rotate? I mean, technically, it rotates, but the same face is always facing us. Like that's synced up pretty well. I'm not saying it's yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. 
and I and I don't understand. Like we are, right, we went to the moon. Like you said, you went to the moon once. So why have we never gone back? And why don't we like? We've never. Do we have any like I don't know like lidar imagery of the backside or anything like that? I don't know. Yeah, we don't. We just don't talk about it anymore. We either. don't. Nobody yeah. like. Why is nobody talking about the yeah. dark side of the moon except for Pink Floyd? Yeah, and that was what thirty years ago, forty years ago, right when that came out. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough subject, uh, especially for people that maybe don't believe that we went to the moon and the. Well, that's the, also true. The moon land. Do you know anybody in that camp? You know, I, I, I uh, <laughs> I'm a skeptic, uh, but I won't openly say it, it happened or not. But uh, it, from all the evidence and all the stuff that they show us, it kind of seems a little dicey. Well, it seems a little fake. Yeah, I used to um, think that was ridiculous, but yeah. now the more I think about, like I said, why why yeah. haven't we gone back? That seems like that would be fairly important. Yeah, you know. It's, so I'll leave that one alone too much. You know, we, that one's so hard. It's like, how do you, you know, how do you actually prove it or disprove it? Right. So it, it's, it's, it's really hard to be, uh, well, it's easy to be skeptical about it, at least in the right mind. You know, it's like, why haven't we gone back? I get, you know, the profit, uh, there's no profit there to actually go. And that's why we haven't went. Um, it's just, uh, there's nothing to gain essentially. Yeah. But that, that could be the same said for the same about the international space station. Sure. Yeah, I could I could see if that. If you're going to the space station to do scientific tests to, mm-hmm. you know, progress technology on Earth or whatever it is, then you do the same thing for the moon, right? So that's why I I, I like to take life with a healthy dose of skepticism. Mm-hmm. Um I one, obviously I'm curious. Uh and that's why I joke about, you know, I don't know that the Earth is round. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I would every, you know, all the evidence that I've seen, I'm sure it, we're probably on this globe, right? But I don't, I've never been up there. I've never seen it. So I'm not going to like disbelieve it, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel there's like between knowing and belief, I guess. Oh, hundred percent. You know? Yeah. I feel like there's been an increase though with flat earthers and they think, uh, oh, for you know, sure. Um, I can, I can kind of say mostly that I'm not in that camp at all, you know, <laughs> moon landing, maybe flat earth. Eh, I'm not really there. So, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll go with it's round for now. So until there's a lot more evidence that disprove it, but right. uh, I don't think there is, I don't think, you know, a lot of the, the stuff that I've heard about flat earth is, uh, probably wrong. So, um, you got NASA up there taking pictures. Apparently you got the space station taking pictures and, um, you kind of want to believe that a little bit and uh you know if everything they uh, they teach or they put down the pipe uh we got to be skeptical or wrong then what do we believe in life sometimes and that's that's not one way to live so right and that's why it's trying to that's one thing i try to kind of look at life and all those things as it's like just because just because i don't know something to be sure well all i have to do you have to look at all of the factors that you're looking Mm -hmm. at you have to take every everything you have and then if you don't have, you know, quote unquote, a true scientific theory or evidence that you can, perf- you know, a test that you can perform yourself to know these things, like unless I'm going to jump on a, you know, a weather balloon and go, you know, with an oxygen mask and see how high it can go to prove, you know, the earth is round or whatever it is. Like I take all the evidence I have and weigh them out and go, okay, well, this is probably, this is what I believe. This is what I don't believe. Or this is what I just don't know. But to just take a piece of evidence that somebody gives you and say, yep, that's it. Boom. Like, I believe that that's. And then when somebody counteracts that and you get angry with them or tell them they're wrong or liars or they're dumb, this, that, whatever. It's like, well, what, what scientific tests have you done? Like how, mm-hmm. how much do you know about this? Like, sure. How have you seen it yourself? Like, well, it's like, well, no, but that's what 
the experts say. Well, experts have said a lot of things through history, so, you know, let's try to use some common sense and... I think we're here because of the experts, you know, we're at, we're at the place we are now because of the experts and it's really hard to quantify like what the experts have done for this and how much good it actually provided. You know, the expert opinion was to lock down during COVID. The expert opinion was to do a lot of things during COVID. And yet, you know, here we are with the, I don't know how you quantify how many deaths could have been saved or how many deaths they actually saved by doing these things. But we also don't know, you know, essentially how much harm it actually caused to people, how much harm it actually like set back students learning. Um, you know, obesity rates have obviously went up. Uh, I think the, the stat was something along the lines of nine-year-olds, or I'm sorry, two-year-olds to 18-year-olds. We had 20.7% obesity prior to the pandemic. After the pandemic, we're at 378 Jesus. And, uh, you know, 20% uh, obesity rate in that age range is still pretty, pretty <laughs> bad. One, yeah. Yeah. Far and, too you know, what do we know about the entire thing? What we knew was, well, obesity was a major factor in people dying, you know. So, and this was all expert driven. So, you know, did we do more harm? Did we do it than good, essentially? And, uh, you know, th- those are discussions I'd like to talk about. And that way, you know, we can at least find some common ground or we can say, okay, let's never do that again. Right. So. Well, let's think too, when you obviously, you know, the, the easy rebuttal of that as well, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, we, they were doing the best that they thought at the time. Okay. Maybe I remember <clears throat> even us for the first couple of months, it was like, Ooh, like what, what is this thing? It was almost surreal. Like you didn't like looking back now, just if you cut off, you, you block that first like month or so out in in the memory like i should have been a lot more freaked out than what i was but then as we started learning things and i because i that's when i really started diving deep into this which doing the show like i wanted to kind of understand i wanted to have a cursory knowledge of all of the random things happening just so i you know knew somebody brought something up excuse me um but it was like so I was looking at all these things and we were talking about it and looking all like the, the actual data and just the numbers, like not like the numbers somebody was feeding me. Like I would multiple times on the show, I even pulled up like CDC, you know, world health organization, like data. And you look at some of these conflicting, you know, data points in stories. And when you put multiple things together, you're like, well, there's just none of this makes sense. Like I'm not saying they're trying to lie or, you know, do whatever, but like, some of these things just don't line up. So like, we're just kind of like, well, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And it was enough to just ask that question. And I think a lot that's, I see, maybe I see it because I'm looking for it is people questioning things and, you know, and I hate to use the phrase like questioning the narrative, but like any questioning, any narrative and questioning anything, like any, if you hear something new, any piece of information, instead of just going, Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I, I accept that as truth or being freaked out by something you see on the news or whatever it is thinking about, okay, how does this make sense? Where does this fit? You know, does do actually all the data points like fit together for this and make sense and, you know, build this, you know, structure and framework for this whole thing to stand up and just never did, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, and what you're being told by 
you know, the experts and leaders and, um, and it's not that, and I also realized this too, about some of the, our, our leaders in all different types of areas They're like, as much as I hate to just put it in this category, I think some people just got there because there wasn't a better choice. They just had like, just wound up there because who wants to go into government? Who wants to go in these positions where you make shit money and you're responsible and everybody hates you? Oh, how dare you say that about our president, Fred? (laughs) (laughs) I I think you can say that about any president. Yeah. Like that somebody, there's a good portion, millions of people, the higher you get millions of people are going to hate you. Millions of people are going to think you're this, that, whatever. Like, so regardless of that, like who wants to do that and right. make $300,000 a year when you could now, especially these days, go into technology, if you're smart enough and make billions with yeah. probably a quarter of the stress. Well, I guess you could just be friends with Pelosi and just get insider trading tips. And I was going to say, or, or be <laughs> yeah. friends with Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, oh, yeah. that's a whole that's different thing. That's a laundry yeah. A laundry mission. <laughs> I never heard it quite put like that, but there's a lot of weird connections there, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot well, of Well, you know, we just want accountability. We just want transparency. We would like to see how it's, you know, yeah. how it's going. Like, okay, this money is allocated to this. Okay, that's cool. This money is allocated to cat. Eh, it's all right, you know. And like, just, just transparency. Just give us more transparency. That's all. You mean transparency like, hey, we're going to pay off student loan debt, but we're not going to disclose where that money is going to come from? That yeah. kind of transparency? Well, I think it's like that for everything. And Love we don't it. think this is going to create any inflation either. That's oh uh, a lot of the economists that it's I've heard. It's like, yeah, this isn't going to, you know, all these billions that we give to Ukraine, all these billions that we give to uh, student loan debt, the new bill that created X amount of IRS agents, like, where's this money coming from? Aren't we in like a recession right now? Or well, we're not calling it one, but aren't we in one? It's not a recession. And, <laughs> I've uh, heard that. Yeah, yeah, the, the, you know what we knew was two, you know, quarters of uh, down GDP were in a recession. That's what we knew for fifty years, right. but that's changed the last year. You know, we've uh, entered a new we reality, like, I guess. We like changing definitions of things recently, apparently. But to circle back a little bit, um, you said you weren't really that spooked by at the beginning, or you should have been more spooked at the beginning than you were. We were, we were, we were spooked a little bit, mm-hmm. like. I remember we used to have wine with the wine at, at what three o'clock or whatever, yeah. and it was like, all right, like how's this going? And then after like once, like looking back on it now, I'm surprised we weren't more freaked out than we what we were. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because like we were we're kind of homebodies anyways, and so like it was like, what you just, you're telling us we just get to hang out at home all the time? And <sighs> I was lucky enough that I kept working, um, so like it was like so now I can. Now I can, when I need to be in my office, I can be at home. Okay. This is cool. And we had a, you know, we have a daughter that we like, we didn't want to scare her by f- freaking out because it's mm-hmm. like, all right, we have, but it was just looking back on it. Like that first couple of weeks, I'm like, it, it doesn't surprise me how people could easily fall into this scare tactic trap for extended periods of time, mm-hmm. because depending on what you're watching and what you're you're feeding yourself with and what you're doing, then that could be really scary. You know, I, I remember, and I know everyone likes to beat on CNN. I mean, rightfully so, but like even a year and a half after it started and it was kind of like, all right, you know, we realize what this is. We understand um, the metrics of, you know, who's at most, who's at the most risk. Like we have vaccines that 
at that time you weren't supposed to be able to spread it or, you know, contract it, but that's another point. Um, but they still had 24 hours a day. You turn on CNN, it's like a, a rolling ticker of cases and death count. And it was just like, and it was like, Oh, like I see what they're doing. Yeah. And it was like, this isn't like, and they never talked about, like you said, it was, they never talked about, all right, well, it's the elderly. It's the, you know, 75 was 75, roughly 75% of the people in the ICU were morbidly obese with like three comorbidities. Like it was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, okay. So we need to be encouraging people to, to be healthy, to make good decisions, like, and trying to protect, you know, the, the vulnerable population. Like those all seemed like, okay, that stuff makes sense, but they weren't saying that. And it was like, we need to close the gyms. We need to do like, you know, all these different things. It was like, I, so many of those things, obviously, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. But once that data starts coming out, there was no like retracing and saying, Hey, sorry guys, we got this wrong. Cause if they would have done of course that, not. yeah. But if they would have done that, like it would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Like, where do we go from here? Guy like pros experts. Where do we go from here? Because maybe a little bit more trust at that point. Right. Right. But possibly political suicide at the same time. You know, for one team to get it wrong and they're like, oh, it's us. But uh, yeah, but they both got it wrong because you think like, I mean, Trump towards going into the election was pushing these vaccines and getting them, you know, what was it? Operation light speed or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, whoa, like, hold on. We, I don't know if we want to be messing with people's DNA and call it operation light speed that we're going to like roll this out as fast as we can because, you know, there's safety protocols. We need tests and we need to figure out what these things do. Like. I get the long term is those consequences are scary, but it was just everybody was just fucking up and no one wants to like all everybody always wants to claim the good things, but then anything bad, it's like, well, I've that's <laughs> all it is. Like I remember going to a zoo when I was young. And they had the rainforest picture and, you know, the music playing of the rainforest and they had the tick air above it of all the trees that are dwindling down right, right now. And it felt the same way. You go yeah. and turn on CNN, it's like, oh my God, these numbers are just going through the roof. And, you know, how much, you know, fear was that? How much propaganda? I don't know. How did they get those numbers so fast? Where those numbers come from? How are they just ticking in? <laughs> yeah. Like, is there a guy? Yep. Death, death, death. Like, how are you doing this? It's magic. Uh, so, yeah, but... To run it back on me and uh, my wife, we basically, you know, we were a little freaked out. Uh, we went to the grocery or I was maybe a little bit more freaked out than she was at the beginning. And I don't know why, but uh, it's my first pandemic. You know, it's yeah, new. You know, we were all, <laughs> you know, first so, time for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably because she worked in healthcare. So she yeah. was like, I'm probably immune to all this shit. Yeah, she's like, I have all the vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember, you know, coming home and being like, you keep your shoes outside. We don't, we don't take our shoes inside. I think there was a couple times where we like kind of dusted off our groceries a little bit. Oh, we like, did. Yeah. You know, we did it. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So we were there. So doing all that nonsense, um, you know, wearing the mask, um, you know, the whole nine yards. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I relate it to kind of like camping. It was almost like a memorable feeling. Like it was a little rough, but you kind of look back, you're like, it was kind of fun. You know, yeah, people were dying. But it was fun, like because Joe Exotic's on. That was kind of fun, oh. you know. We're shutting down the economy. I've never witnessed this. Like, okay, this is kind of cool. We're we're staying yeah. home for a week, and so there was a little bit of like I don't know nostalgia looking back at it now compared to like the last two years of like going through the whole mm. vaccine and 
oh, everything with that. So I think that part has been less fun than like the beginning of the pandemic where, you know, you're watching Joe Exotic and you're staying home from work and you're working from home and, yeah. you know, probably drinking too much and just hanging out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, not saying the pandemic was anything but bad, but uh, there was some, uh, I think there's some silver linings to it a little bit. Absolutely. So what those are not the top of my head right now. So oh, I, mean, um, I, got I think there's a, I think there's a couple, you know, it's like music. I found some new music that I'd never listened to before. Um, but yeah, uh, what would be your silver lining to I some mean, this, of this, this right here? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that, that was probably, I mean, there's obviously a lot of things, but this is probably the, one of the biggest things that happened during that. Okay. Because it was, we, we had, cause we played music and I had most of the equipment. So it was like, well, we talked about, well, no one's like really talking or interacting. Like, why don't we yeah. do a podcast? Like, like, ugh, that sounds like a kind of a terrible, but cool idea. So yeah. we'll try it. I mean, why not? Everyone else is doing it. Yeah. Um, but the experiences that we've gained through the, doing this is by far the top one. But I mean, working from home is kind of cool. You know, honestly, I think structurally, like, I think there's a lot of things that we realized um, that I think a lot of people have woke up to. And I think going back to the poster, great awakening. Um, I think there is, and was, and I think that's when it started. I think that was a good point where I started to start ramping up is people waking up to the world around them was not always, a, isn't what they had always thought it was. You know, they, they're seeing, you know, from any angle, it's like, Oh, you mean I can do all like the work, the working thing. Uh, if, if you're a corporate worker, working on a computer, like I don't need to go to my office. I don't need to spend an, a 45 minutes commute, be in my office, have people stop and bug me. I don't get any work done. I don't want to be there. I hate it. I go dress up. Why? So I don't know. There's some kind of like club I have to fit into. Like I can't just wear like, you know, nice clean clothes. I have to wear like these specific, like clothes to this specific place to do this job. I can do from a computer literally anywhere. And it, it kind of read, that was the, I think the first thing that kind of clicked in people's heads that like, you can do whatever you want with your life and how this whole thing works out. Like figure it out. The, the game's out there. You just have to figure out how to play it, how you want to. And I think a lot of people are waking up to that fact that like this life is, it is what you make it, mm -hmm. you know? And just because th this is the way things have always been done and this is what you've always been told doesn't necessarily mean that's the best way or even true, or that's the way it has to be or anything like that. So I think that in a, in a way we have started this great awakening where people are like, you know what, like, was it, well, I think it was halfway about a year or so ago when they started noticing that people were the jobless claims, though all the unemployment rate started dropping. And it was like, wow, people are getting their jobs back. And then it was like, well, the also the employed rate was dropping. We're like, well, how are these, how are these, both of these things happening? It was like, well, people just started going, you know, fuck this job. I'm not doing this anymore. We're going to tighten our budget. And you know, we, we got one good income and we're going to do different things or we're going to start a side hustle or start our own business. And as many, I, I wouldn't be surprised that as if, if as many businesses that were shut down and lost during the pandemic, which I think was a huge tragedy. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if even more in the next few years have been started. 
yeah. because people are realizing like I am tired of playing the game. I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want to do whatever I can. I want to do what I want to do. And they're finding paths to do that. And I think that's been, you know, pretty inspiring to watch people just go and say like, you know, what? I'm just going for it. Cause maybe the next pandemic is actually a real one. Yeah. You know, and it knocks us a lot, a lot of us out. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying COVID didn't suck and it wasn't killing it was. people. Yeah. You know, it, it obviously did. Um, but I think there's a lot, I think, you know, there's some people out there that owe other people apology, you know, just knowing what we know now, it's just like, would it been treated differently? Like knowing that the vaccine wasn't going to protect you from getting COVID or the vaccine wasn't going to protect you from transmitting it. Now would things, uh, and we never reached herd immunity Would that have stopped OSHA or the government from forcing OSHA to, you know, telling uh, big corporate businesses that their employees have to get juiced or, you know, would it have stopped a lot of things like that? Just the rhetoric around uh, all the divisiveness online, you know, just like, okay, we know that this isn't going to do what you, what we're telling you it's going to do. Um, so don't be mad at each other, just live, you know, but that didn't happen, you know, and whether that's for sales and marketing or they're actually, they really didn't know. Um, but one thing's for certain, we got it wrong. And so I think when we get something wrong and we try to force somebody to do something, essentially, there should be an apology. Hey, sorry, we, we messed up, you know, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, don't I don't think that's you ever get that. No, no, but. I'm not, look, I'm not looking for <laughs> right. it. I wasn't really like, but you, you see people out there, it's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm a truck driver or I'm a, you know, I just want to go and do my job. I just right. want to work from home. I, you know, or sports players that, you know, spent their whole career, you know, leading up to college sports and then they have to do it to keep playing. And, you know, when they know that like, oh, I got COVID, I still, I got COVID twice when I was vaccinated. It's like, well, how'd that make sense then? Yeah. You know, did it keep me from the hospital or statistics showing that I was young enough that I was safe from the hospital regardless? So I think it sucks either way. Um, you know, the divisiveness that we have going on in the country right now, it's like, where does it end? How do we end it? Is the government actually stepping in to help us end it? Or are they a catalyst to making it worse? Right. And it feels like in this day and age, it's a catalyst to making it worse. Yeah. I'm, I 100% agree with you there. And I think, you know, there's a lot of times where I hear people like, oh, but what are we supposed to do about, you know, these news conglomerations and corporations and military industrial, industrial complex and the government and all like these people, whatever, regardless of whichever your favorite candidate is, um, you know, I think it starts with, honestly, I really think it starts with people like you having these conversations because on, on places where people don't expect them, you know, where usually your entire feed is, you know, cats and dogs and some weird memes that your aunt shares and ads about the things that you've talked about, you know my aunt. the last week. I'm just, not your, not your <laughs> like, aunt. Wait a minute, like I seen those memes too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. know I was going to be that specific and close. But Fox <laughs> News I, on there I, as well. I, I nailed it. Yeah. You know, but like, uh, like that's what you know. A lot of that is, but it's like when when someone comes across, you know, those com the those those conversations that surprise people. That like, well, I didn't like make people think. Yeah, you know, I. I know not everyone wants to think, not everyone wants to get on social media and have some kind of philosophical conversation. But if we're not doing those things at any point in time, 
well, then where are we going to be? We're going to be in the exact same place that we are, mm-hmm. you know, cat pictures and just being lied to consistently. So it's like, we have to start having these conversations one-on-one right together as people and citizens and kind of taking ownership in your local communities. Like that's one thing I've always, I not always, well, but prior to this, I've never been one that has wanted to run a business. I've never been one that wants to be in the spotlight or wants to like get involved with their community. Cause like people ew, gross. I don't want to like deal with like I hated people. Um, you know, one of my, sh- I have a shirt. I drink bourbon, know things and hate people. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Like, and I hated people. Like I don't <laughs> want anything to do with people. Um, but I don't see any way out of it. You know, all is, all there is, is a decline in our society. If we don't start having open, honest conversations and stop just throwing shit at each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, anybody, you anybody you talk to most people, 99, 99% of people, if, even if you think you completely disagree with them, if you could actually sit down, if you're both willing to sit down and have a conversation, then you're going to find out that oh, we're, we're a lot more alike than, yeah, we may disagree on some of these hot button topics because that's why they're hot button topics is because that's the divisive ones that we like to push in the, you know, the limelight. But if we just realize that like, Oh, like you're just, doing you and you want to live your life and, you know, take care of your family and be happy and enjoy, you know, whatever it is, your underwater basket weaving that is your favorite hobby. (laughs) But, you know, like really at the court, there's that 1% of in between people that that's what we're going to like really hone in on and try to just hate each other for like hundred percent. I think we all had that, that friend in high school or middle school or something that's like he was he was super cool around you when you or him were together and then when you get with all the boys it's just like he was kind of a dick you know and i think you know that's a little bit like facebook you get on there and nobody <laughs> wants to get got you know they're, they're they're on this stage and they're like nope he ain't getting me you know i'll i'll defend myself to a t with everything yeah. i got and uh you know when you actually sit down with somebody maybe at the bar or somewhere and just talk it's just like yeah i i can see your point you know you make yeah. sense and i think that's really the what we need to do is actually just go out more and talk more and you know i think the shutdown was the, another catalyst to uh divisiveness it's like oh the only method of communication now is going on facebook or yeah. going on instagram or in social person, media you're all scared to death of each other yeah and they can control everything with that because we know we're just you know, uh, they can control the narrative through the whole thing instead of like, we actually just get together and talk. And I think that's where things would actually change a little bit and, you know, come back to being friends, being family. And because I think there was a lot of families broken up about this. There was a lot of friendships broken up. There's no doubt about that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's sad. And, uh, I'm glad it's maybe coming to a tail end and we won't see much of that anymore. But it doesn't seem like we're going to have a, a shortage of other things that pop up that, you know, are divisive as well, unfortunately. But uh, political, like I think the uh, news sources like CNN, MSNBC, all these news sources, they were actually on a decline right before Trump. You know, they were almost like going bankrupt. And then Trump came along and it's like, oh, we're revitalized. We have right. something to hate and like, you know, big media to push. And well, I, think I mean, that he, gave, really, he gave them plenty of ammunition. hundred percent. Yeah. His, <laughs> from his tweets, just oh, how yeah. he acts. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, this guy was, you know, divisive too, but 
man. Yeah, it, it's it was uh, it was definitely fun to watch sometimes, but yeah. Well, that's what it's it's one of those things where like um, I'm a huge fan of capitalism, um, but when you have capitalism that reigns, people are going to find negative things to capitalize as well, you know. And what sells better than fear and sex? Yeah, I mean, you know, so. yeah, I think fear is the number one emotion, uh, like the number one controlling emotion. I think you got fear. And then love and then hate. Those are like the top three. It's not surprising. When you, you think know. about, you see, I, the, I, bet the, I wonder what the percentage is of people that are scared to death of spiders. Because I feel like that's probably, that's got to be a top, what are the top phobias? Let's, can you get, can we get a list, list of top phobias? Because that's, when you see somebody with like, if somebody has like a phobia of something yeah. and you put that thing, in, it has such a strange control like even physically emotionally mm-hmm. all it's like oh like what what is that like how so you realize how much fear can control somebody given the the whole, or even how many phobias are there out there oh well that's you know? no that's <laughs> we gotta talk about genders next <laughs> i know tony would love that so uh we just might aerophobia i, no, I believe that a trip again. so trypophobia I, is, I don't have that i have a mild case of uncomfortableness trypophobia it just looks weird i i don't like the i don't i don't like it so we have trypophobia the fear of it's not holes but it's you know whatever look it up uh, aerophobia the fear of flying was number nine mysophobia the fear of germs that makes sense claustrophobia naturally astroph astrophobia fear of thunder and lightning I never would have guessed that. Hmm. My dog has that. Xenophobia, the fear of dogs. I get that because some dogs are assholes. Agoraphobia, fear of open or crowded place. Open places. Why would you be afraid of open places? How does that make? How's agoraphobia, the fear of open and crowded places? That doesn't make any sense. How is that the same thing? Yeah, you figured like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Those that's, would be that's... like two different things, right? Because mm-hmm. I like open places, but I don't like crowded places. Anyways, acrophobia, the fear of heights, naturally. Snakes is number two. And naturally, arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Nearly 30.5% of arachnophobia sufferers are living in the United States alone because we're a bunch of fucking pussies. Mm-hmm. Yep. It yeah. is the most common animal phobia around the world. Well, naturally, because they're, they are kind of creepy looking, but they're fast, they're silent, and there's a lot of deadly ones out there. How do you categorize a phobia, though? You know, it's like... Yeah, I don't like spiders. I don't want them crawling on me. You know, I don't want a snake crawling on me if I, it's, it's sneaking up on me. Is that a phobia? Or is this something that's like, no, 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 I like, I can't sleep for fucking days because right. I just seen a spider. You know, like, so well, I wonder, like, like, how do you, you how do you, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. You well, know? I think, a, a, do you have to take medication for it? Well, technically, a phobia is the irrational fear mm-hmm. of something. Okay. Okay. I th- I'm almost positive. I, you might want to d- double check my definition there, but I think a phobia is the irrational fear of a certain thing. At least it used to be, unless they changed the definition of that too, which, cause you never know these days, yeah. but that makes sense because like there's, there is a point where, all right, there's a spider over there. I don't need to freak out because like, you know, most spiders don't jump like 12 feet. Right. So like, mm, I'm not, I don't like that, yeah. but I'm not like, Oh, yeah. like that seems a persistent, abnormal or Irrational fear of a specific thing or situation that compels one to avoid it despite the awareness and reassurance that it's not dangerous. See? Irrational. Yep, that makes sense. sense. You know, so I think in that list, we probably all have a rational fear of all those a little bit. You know, it's like, I don't want to be stuck in a cardboard box for two days and like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get buried alive. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to get a little freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That would be good. So, yeah, and I don't want spiders crawling on my face. I'm okay with snakes. 
What do you think over there, Tone? You're really you're really brooding over there. I'll, I'll pretty much just send it on all those. I don't care. <laughs> no, you're not you're good with everything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. See, put me in a box with snakes and spiders, cover me up at the top of the cliff with let's a bunch get, of people in there. Yeah, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Bunch of <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what started monkeypox. Yep. percent <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do we, we try next here, Tom? I might, I might try. What, what I might. Dis- oh, I thought you were asking what disease was. No, going disease. What, what, we, what disease are we going for next? Yeah, I was, yeah I what is coming next? We could make bets. You know, Ooh. what is the next pandemic? Or what's the next shutdown, I guess? Oh, no, no. I don't. Do you think, I there, bet we, do you think there, there's going to be another shutdown? I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, you got the uh, governor of California telling the residents to, uh, <laughs> That's you know, true. turn up their. <laughs> They're shutting down their electricity. <laughs> it, it could be climate shutdown. So we need the shutdown for climate. And that could be, you know, here we go with conspiracies. But. We'll just call it early. That could be the next shutdown. Um, in order to control climate, we're going to go ahead and shut down everybody from traveling for a day and reduce the CO2 uh, emittance. I guess it, that wouldn't surprise me much then. But um, yeah. I saw, did you see the article? What was it? I think it was in Colorado. There was like 24,000 people that had their um, house, house thermostat automatically controlled by the company because it was too hot. That's wild. Well, so it was a big thing going around with like, oh, they're going to, you know, not, you can't use your air conditioning. And they, it was like set at like 74 or 78 or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. It's pretty hot for air conditioning. But it was something that they, they saved money to sign up for this plan because they had a smart thermostat and the, through the company. And they got a discount if they signed up for this program that basically gave the company permission to do that if – the, the circumstances were right. Right. So it was like, well, it was right but, in the contract. Or yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you have a smart thermostat and you signed that the company is allowed to control your thermostat. So, I mean, I don't <laughs> smart thermostat, dumb customer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, or that's what you, you can't be upset by that. But then people, the same thing, people on, for lack of a better term, people on the right took that and were like, and blew this out of proportion that it was like, Oh, the government's going to control your thermostat. Next. And it was like, <laughs> all right, like let's, Let's get the facts here. A lot of Republicans probably don't let their wife control the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm not touching that one. I'm not doing that. I'm going to try this. Do you want to try this, Tone? Sure. Give give her a go. My last name ends in a bitch, so. Oh. Hey, there you go. I'll give her a swig, too. Why not? Tell Tell me when. That's good. We'll go back to bourbon. Give her a hit me more. Oh, no, no, no oh, try yeah. the. I thought you, I thought you, no, I said, your... I said my last name ends in Vich. Uh, I thought you poured some yourself. We hailed from the Cossacks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate this, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. Will, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely find some every once in a while. Yes. A good, like seltzer, like, especially like a little bit. Of, we like to make mojitos in the, in the summer. Okay. Yeah. Some fresh, like some squeeze that lime. And we have a big mint plant. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to have chickens, might as well have mint in the garden. Right. But yeah, you can mix it with some seltzer, a little bit of you know lime, yeah. Bit, whatever. Yeah, you can see that mint grows like a weed. Yeah, we we have a lot of the mint. Oh yeah, and, uh, man, it's we we try to do stuff with it, or we donate it to like some bars that make mojitos as well, or like uh, local roots or something like that. But man, does it grow like a weed? That's really good. That's really good. I I could see see something like that. I could see how people could drink. Would you want to try it? Yeah. You want to try it? No, yeah. I mean, usually it kind of it just tastes like. Usually it tastes like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, 
But that's actually, that's really good. That's what we're going for. Rubbing alcohol? Yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) No, I like that. I mean, I also did just have uh, this 120 Willet, but as far as like it. It definitely tastes a lot more bland than anything like Buffalo Trace. Yeah, but for. It's like it's a lot easier to drink now. Yeah, but for vodka, like I. I mean. Is it 80 proof or what is that? uh, Yeah, it's an 80 proof. Yeah. Yeah. Was it right? Rika? Is this like a is this the like a brand your go to brand? Yeah, you know the for, first three letters is like Reynolds, so I was like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm by that. So I no, sold. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. You I know. I don't I don't think there's any like rhyme or reason. I just think it looked fancy. It's like Iceland vodka. I'm like, all right, that looks like a good gift. You know? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I. I just picked out something that like looks cool. You know, a I'm a pair. sucker to marketing as well. So even though I'm in marketing, it's like, Oh, they did good with branding and, you know, talking about, uh, distilled with renewable energy. Well, I might not buy it anymore then. Uh, <laughs> I don't think lava it's rock filtration. Lava no, rock filtration. I don't yeah. think all renewable energy is bad, yeah, but I, I think, think the, some the of I- it's, bad some of it's bad yeah the idea is great yeah i'm i am absolutely 100 percent down with solar and wind and renewable energy and all these ideas yeah for sure like that sounds great like i don't think probably i burning a bunch of coal probably isn't in our best interest possibly 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 yeah Yeah. i have a good theory about that too but like we can't Like, are we just going to go backwards and destroy all our infrastructure and economy and people's lives because we want to cut off all we we can't just take some time and figure out how to slowly, you know, transition, I guess, into better renewable energies and kind of support this whole structure with everything as we slowly do this instead. It's yeah, no, we're going to, we're, you know, you look at, um, who's, I think, wasn't it Germany? that just like shut down like three of their nuclear plants. And then the chancellor's like, yeah, this winter, uh, wear some thick clothes guys because we're going to have power outages. And then, uh, I think, uh, was it the UK? I think just recently talked about their, their thing came out where it was, they, they expect power, power outages throughout winter and like throughout this whole stage because they, they're not getting the gas, but they're shutting all their coal plants down, but they aren't like bringing anything else like back online. Mm. And then it was like, well, wait a minute. Like if we're, we're shutting our power plants down, obviously there's some things with Russia and the oil lines or the gas lines, but that's a whole different, you know, com- kind not kind of a whole different conversation. But then, in the midst of you know, this country is pulling their their natural gas from you. You're going to start shutting down your other power plants too, and then you're also going to like not invest in nuclear energy, and just so where are you getting your power from, folks? It's all right. I got an absentee ballot that I didn't ask for that was just sent to me that I can light on fire and warm myself with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? What, like, what do you like? What's the plan? Yeah. Like, cause if you're, if these things aren't supporting your infrastructure, why would you continue to take away more? That doesn't make a whole, that's the plug. idea. It's like, do we have the infrastructure set up to house all these electric cars? I mean, I don't think we do. I mean, I think we just proved that. I think we just proved that with Gavin Newsom coming out and say, Hey, you know what? We're going to go uh, all electric cars by 2035. You're not going to be able to buy a gas powered car anymore. And then like literally two days later, he's like, Hey guys, could you turn up your thermostats? The grid's kind of overrun. 
and there's been a decline in people buying uh, smart cars and uh, electric cars. People that have had electric cars for like past four years, they've traded it for a gas one just recently. There's a lot of uh, stats saying that it's the other way around. People are going the other way. They're, they're already sick of these smart cars and stuff. So, and I think the, uh, the fact is, do we actually see an increase in climate if we start doing is is electric cars the the answer to climate change right because where are you getting those you know, from what what else is the answer like you know so i actually looked into planes the other day and like how many gallons of uh fuel they burn per day and it was crazy it was 37 million gallons per day and so then we are like looking at Los Angeles and the population and how many gallons per car it takes. And literally, we could fill up a gallon for everybody in Los Angeles that would be a driver with one day of basically planes flying around the United States. So I don't know. Is it, is it all us that we have to depend on it? You know, or is it the planes? Is it the yachts? Is it the boats? Or what else are we changing? Or is this just a, a ploy to you know, put more taxes out there, you know, Hey, you don't have electric cars, so we're going to tax you if you want to keep that gas car or so. I mean, it, it's hard to put a pin on where we're going with this. And is it truly going to change the trajectory we're on for climate change? And is there correlation that we're causing it because of the cars? Right. So, you know, these are just questions I have, you know, and I, I can't find a solid answer either way. So it's just nice to bring it up to people. And, you know, I think electric cars are cool. I think they go really fast. I wouldn't mind having a Tesla. S, yeah. I would have know. one if I could afford it. Yeah. And plus, plus all the other things. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't want to like not own stuff either. I would like to own stuff. And no, by t- what? 2040, you'll own nothing. You'll be happy. That's what Klaus Schwab said. Yeah. 2030. Right? So we got oh, like 2030. Yeah, dude. We got like seven oh, years. Man, I can't wait to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was more pointed. Like you will be happy, you know. Like <laughs> you will be. Yeah, it wasn't so, like a question. Oh, like real 1984 or, uh, shit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, mean. yeah. You will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like BMW just came out with a. Uh, so they're selling their 2023 cars, so you can get their cars if you want the heated seats. It's 20 bucks a month. I saw that. And it's just like, is this where we're going? You know, <laughs> subscription with, heated seats. It's kind of the same way with Tesla, man. You can. You didn't hear. Um, Tony's real squint. You didn't hear about that. So I heard about that with some other cars, but I, is it like you pay a certain amount or like it doesn't matter like what model you get in order to unlock the heated seats, you still have to, like if you get a, if you get an M edition, it doesn't come standard with heated seats or cooled seats or massaging seats. I think seats. it's everything. I think they're, to, I'm getting rid of my BMW then. 100%. No, I have a lot of family members that have BMW. Yeah. That's too much douchebaggery for me. Yeah. I mean, if this is the, the direction we're going, I don't want any part of it either. I don't either. You know, I, I can get on board with the music and stuff. You know, the libraries of Spotify is great. I think there's a lot of advantages. You know, software kind of sucks. You know, with like all the Adobe products, you got to pay a monthly fee instead of just buying the product. Yeah. So I get it. That's where software went. Well, that also, but like, let's not do that this also with makes every sense facet. Because technology, especially like software on computers, like I used to think that too, but I was like, okay, well, this kind of does make sense because software is com- and technology is always updating you know updating and you know security because you know there's always some kid in his mom's basement that's 13 and he can hack in and steal your bank records because these fuckers are getting smart these days like i get i get the software thing because it's like okay if i pay x amount every year well then i'm gonna have the most updated product because 
Hell, I mean, if you have a phone that's a phone that's two years old, you're real lucky that it keeps on working if it's beyond two years, because the technology is advancing so quick. Mm-hmm. But guess what? A heated seat. I know how how that works. It's an element, and it's hooked hot up. ass or cold ass. That's yeah, yeah. It. it's an element that's in the seat that's coiled up, and it's hooked to a positive. It's a hooked to a battery. Yeah, it's just a cur- electrical current. Why? Why? Why is that need a script subscription? Like, there's no updates. No, it's going to be coming to that. No, like, that shit's ridiculous. Yeah, like so that. that it's like sense. every November through like February. That's where the subscription yeah. base is going to be. <laughs> that's, that's exactly like, where it's. We at. can plan that. <laughs> It would make sense, right? And yeah. it has to be a yearly subscription, of course. Probably. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, you can't go month to month. No, that doesn't work. That is pretty fun if you're riding someone's car that has heated seats. What is fun? Oh, you're going to bring this up and I do the same thing. And you hit the heated button and they don't know. And they're like, what? Jesus, why am I so hot right now? Especially in the summertime. Oh, yeah. It's like 95 degrees out. Oh, and you're yeah. already sweating. Your ass is sweating coming into the car. Oh, yeah. That's and so just, fucked up. Boop. Pranks. <laughs> pranks fred does not like I don't, pranks. i'm not a prank guy oh man like wait a minute particularly if it makes me sweat if it makes me sweat i am out like a turbo vet and you're just done yeah and i also don't like pranks <laughs> yeah you don't like pranks I, man i hate I, pranks. you know i kind of remember back in the day and i'm just gonna bring up a little farmer boy here just, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> i may, i may have told this story before yeah I, I can't remember okay uh bob you know, the old manager, Bob, tall, lengthy, oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, I think he yeah. goes to the brewery now and we see oh, him okay. around town, but he, obviously he's not there anymore. But, uh, yeah, I remember going down in the basement and we'd get these orders and big boxes and stuff and it would be <gasps> me or Bran or I could have sworn you were in one of them, but anyhow, we would hide in boxes and oh, we, he'll, we, he'll partake in no, pranks. No, 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 yeah. no, no. He just doesn't want them <laughs> played on him. Played on him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, Continue, no, sorry. fuck, fuck too. Oh, he can I, give, but he can't No, receive. that's false. That is patently false. I'm okay with pranks as long as it's not like increase, like beyond embarrassing in a crowd of people or physically, uh, I don't even know the word, physically encroaching. Sure. On me or my property. Okay. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, so no, no TP fun, flying in your trees, uh, or that's, I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but I remember I got pranked. Somebody thought they were going to prank me while we worked at Farmer Boy, and they like put like, oh, they they smashed eggs on my car. Oh, that's no good. I mean, that's you know damage at that point, right? Right. Yeah. Ha ha. Funny, funny. So yeah. I shoved bacon grease in all of his door handles and all and smeared all over his windows. <laughs> Yeah, he was. There. I guess apparently he was there till like three o'clock in the morning cleaning it up. Can't I'm like, see driving. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, don't fuck yeah. with my shit. Not cool or super embarrassing stuff because that's. I just don't find that stuff funny. Yeah, like I don't blame you. Deep fake of you and Gabe Orn. You're not cool with that. Um, that's not that embarrassing. Okay, because it's not. I'm like, yeah. yeah, like it was fake. Like, well, I yeah. don't. I mean, I you got over that quick. Yeah, allegedly. If you, hey, if it if it uh yeah if it gets you off, yeah. drinks. I yeah, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like you toss me a tip. You owe me nine ninety nine to my OnlyFans. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Continue. Yeah, but the boxes. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, back to the boxes. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, Bill, um, he, you know, we would say, hey, Bill. Uh, Brant fell down. He's he's down there. He come come quick. He'd come down, and then Brant would be just laying on the ground, and then somebody would hop out of the box and just like freak him the fuck out. And so there would be all kinds of stuff that would go. See, on I'm okay like with that. something like that's okay. Yeah, it would be like scare because it's like ah, like che- uh, cheeky shenanigans. Shit, you got me. Yeah. But if I walk through the door and I get like a gallon of milk dumped on my head, 
not fucking impressed. Yeah. Like the jackass <laughs> stuff, you know, they're getting paid for these stunts. Right. And you you, know? they sign up for that shit. Yeah. Like you cut my car in half. Like, ah, it's all right. I'll buy another Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> like fine. But I think there, there were some fun pranks and I love pranks back in the day. I think Brant and I would actually like create videos and pranks. We were trying to be maybe not the next jackass, <laughs> but make some fun videos that we can look back on and watch. I don't know if he still has them or not, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the times I feel like it was Chad or somebody else in there that took like feta cheese and like put it someone like underneath someone's car, like underneath the the seat of the car, oh, and you know you know how feta cheese smells that's, a little bit, especially after a day or two. Oh yeah, hot sun, <laughs> feta cheese in your car. So we had some we had some good times, but that man that was like a, a lifetime ago. I would say I think it that does. was probably twenty some years. So yeah, uh, not not twenty some. We're not that old. It was twenty. I, I think it was, it was like nineteen it was then. Approaching twenty. Yeah, I'm, I'm thirty. I'm thirty. <laughs> approaching twenty years. Full transparency. I'm thirty eight now, and I think I was twenty then. So yeah, yeah eighteen years, nineteen years. So yeah. maybe I was nineteen. So yeah, I don't your, know. Give yourself a little grace. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm not worried. You know, I'm still here. I'm still on this side of the earth. So I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, no, that was a, I. I had a lot of fun there. That was um. Yeah, it was fun, but I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to be covered in anything or like pranked in that sort of manner. That's not, I don't find that. Gotcha. gotcha. Or like out in public, like don't, don't fuck with me out in public, public display. Yeah. Well, I think we're a little too, you know, maybe old. No, I've always been, you like know, that. over, like, over that public. Like yeah. you might get an elbow to the face on accident. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just involuntary or touch my armpits. That's a man. We're, I don't, we're putting some weaknesses out there or yeah, like some, yeah, I'm fine with it. People no. are going to be in public. Like, Hey, Hey Fred, how's your armpits doing? Like, oh, uh, you're going to get fucked the, up. <laughs> you're going to get fucked up. I told literally, I told my wife for the first, probably what hell, probably seven, seven years that we were together. Like, don't stick your fucking fingers in my armpits. Do not. I said, cause you're going to fucking hurt. Pull yourself. that phobia thing back up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's no, let's see if we can find an armpit. Well, phobia. No, that was not a phobia. I don't mind. Like I don't mind her. I don't, I, ne- I don't necessarily mind her touching my armpits, but it's just a reaction. You okay. You sound like I have this fetish. <laughs> <laughs> like an like armpit fetish. You wanna, I, like, I can't stand up for like 15 minutes after you, you touch my armpit. Yeah. Okay. You can. No, I just. You want to scissor my armpits? <laughs> Now that you mention it, this no. took a turn. What's on the sheet there? No, we have about talked scissoring. about like like niche um, OnlyFans. I feel like oh, that would be- that's, I've never I've never heard of that. The axillary section, scissoring armpits, or toes, maybe. In your that's I think there's a market for everything. So you know, oh, we, we got a we got a marketing guy. Marketing. Yeah. Listen, oh. listen. People have asked me a little bit to <laughs> run their OnlyFans and yeah. do the marketing how, for how, is, that a, is that an awkward request? Or? I don't think it's awkward. It's like... What kind of, what kind of OnlyFans like are Looks like there's a lot about? of money in it. I'm sh- it's nudes. It's nudes okay. so and probably see- pornography, essentially. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay. Um, but it's like... Uh, I'm sure if you got some really interesting I don't ones. think my wife would approve. Mm, so, yeah, you know... I can see that. But what if we split the money, honey? You know, like it, it was like still it's a no team effort. <laughs> I have to be there at every shoot. You know, like but so no, I I don't think I would take that on, even though it's like probably highly profitable, and that's probably why there's eighty seven thousand IRS agents being hired. You know, all these OnlyFans, these Venmos, these uh, 
you know, a lot of this stuff is probably like, oh, they pay me seven ninety nine a month, and that kind of goes undetected. So I, you know, I wonder if there, I that's a part of it. You know, oh, a I, I can't, I can't help but but think that that's not a part of it because I know, yeah. like, so if you, like the actual, like, I know the numbers and people, you can say like, well, this is over. Was it like a five year period, ten year period, or whatever? They're going to hire eighty seven thousand IRS agents, and well, half of those are half the IRS agents we have now are going to retire in the next five years. So we need to refill those positions. Great. But we only have like, what it's like 30,000 or something like that right now. So if we have 30,000, half of them are going to retire in the next five years. That seems like an awfully high percentage too, Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine anybody working for the IRS as an audit agent. That's not like some 60 year old dude that, that just doesn't take care of himself. Um, no offense. They have to be to, the worst. They, they I mean, have to be, I just to have to look at it and be like, like, you have to be the worst. Like to be in a, like you're an auditing accountant. Like, like ooh, I'm sorry. I like, I, I know some really nice accountants. So I don't want to talk shit about accountants. Oh yeah. But like yeah. you're probably boring as fuck. Sorry. But like, okay. So 30,000, half of that, that's 15,000. Well, then we're going to hire 87,000 in the next, what, 10 years. So that we've almost tripled the amount of agents yeah like working for the irs so like we're like are they really going to go after the people that keep the government afloat like because they're government agents right so like the all these kickbacks and we're, are they really going to go after the billionaires are they because you know, that's historically not true just historically and factually that's been not out, how it happens i've been out to a lot of restaurants in the last two years you know like i never stopped going out and doing things and you know, enjoying life. And since the pandemic, you go into restaurants and like, I feel like every door has a sign that says hiring and every, you know, mm. it's like you, you, the, the, the waitress or the bartender comes up to you like, sorry, we're, we're short staffed tonight. You know, we're, we're yeah. trying to we're, everywhere you go to, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter where it's been like that. for So I've always, nine months. yeah, I've always kind of wondered like, where are these people going? What are they doing? And I never realized it was the IRS. You know, all these servers and bartenders, <laughs> they're actually, you know, like, they're being agents now. You know, they're being converted and over. And they probably also have an OnlyFans. Yeah, and OnlyFans, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. They're, they're also armed and dangerous. So, I mean, all jokes aside, I think going back to my point, it's like, man, if we can't f- hire anybody for the service industry right now, they think they're really going to hire 87,000 people for the IRS. You know, and oh, they're probably going to pay them. Well, when you look at this, like what you have to do, it's like you must work no less than like 50 hours a week. Right. Um, you must be able to be physically fit and, uh, you know, oh, be, really be combat fit. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's like, man, where are all these? And then you, I guess, have a lot of people that don't like taxes and they don't like, they think it's theft and they just don't, mm. they don't want to do that to other people. I don't think that one's a good supporting one for that. I mean, it might not be. I, I'm sure there's people <laughs> out there that will fit the bill, but I think You're it's going to- off the, the, I, the group here. Yeah. yeah I think it's going to take a long time to um, actually fulfill that kind of ask of 87,000 people. I think it's going to be years of training before that's actually applied to- you know, I, I think they're going to get in there. Then they're going to have years of training to be able to be an agent, or we're just going to be willy nilly, and it's just going to be like a lot of untrained people uh, being Gestapo's. You know, so whichever yeah. it is, it's, it's probably not for the best of the American society. Well, that's for sure. So. And that's I just um, had a, sh- a short interaction just recently with a police officer, and a lot of people would say that about 
some of our officers across the nation. You know, I've, I said, you know, he was an officer. We, had, we were having a discussion. It was the, uh, I don't know if you saw the video. It was, I was it, uh, I think it was in Georgia, maybe. He was um, uh, this, el- not quite elderly, older yeah. uh, black man. And somebody had called the police on him because he was at this person's house that wasn't his. And so like the, the video starts where these police officers walk up like, Hey, w- w- what are you doing here? Friend? He's like, well, I'm, I'm, he was watering flowers. If you saw that video, he's like, Oh, I'm watering, the, I'm watering these flowers. Oh yeah. I did. I, you did, I did. Yeah, Cause I, yeah. But yeah. like this guy, he's, he's out there watering flowers and like, well, can you give us your name? He's like, well, well no. Like what? He's like, this is my neighbor's house. They're away. I'm taking, you know, watering their flowers for him. Well, he said that he was um, the reverend he, across yeah, the road. Yeah, he did. Eventually, he was yeah. like, he's like, my name's Reverend so-and-so. I live right across the road. Right. And they're like, well, can we have some ID? And he's like, yeah, no. Like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, no. Right. And they kept going on. And eventually, the cops started screaming at him, like, you you need to cooperate. This he's like, like, no, man, I'm not going to cooperate. Like, uh, why? I, there's no reason that you just roll up on me. I'm taking care of my neighbor's flowers like they asked me to. Like I told you, like that's my house right there. Like, go look it up. You you know, like you're the police. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, who who called in on me? And the guy was like, and the cop was like, well, I don't know who called in, but you need to show us some ID. He's like, no, I don't. And he's like, well, if we don't do that, we're you know we're gonna have to take you in and this that. He's like, well, fine. Like, arrest me. Do what you got to do. And they ended up arresting him. And then, literally, I love the clip that they had because they must have gotten all the police footage because at the end of it they were talking to some other lady and um, they were like, Hey, do you know who this is? And she was like, yeah, well he, yeah, he's that's pastor. So or reverend so-and-so he lives right there. Like he takes care of that. Like this, these people's house all the time, like they're friends. Like, so that's not, that's not out of character at all. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like what in any regard, like whether it be a police officer or an IRS agent or a government official, like particularly those people, those people are supposed to, be serving their communities, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what the government is. Like it's supposed to be serving the people. And when you have those people that don't, it's like, what, what are we doing here, folks? We've lost the entire idea of what this nation's supposed to be, right? A democracy, like in all these things, even that's Republic. technically, even though it's technically not a democracy, everyone likes to say yeah. it is, but like, which is it's cute it's a republic yeah it's know. a de- constitutional republic yeah. i love that too it's like this it threatens our democracy well guess what this this isn't a democracy no <laughs> what's, a de- what's a democracy ter- you know typically turn into you know it's like something that's not good uh yeah. socialistic or you know so yeah it is a republic and you know i'm not defending the police officer at all and i think we've we've entered this state where yeah like you don't have a right to come up on this private property and ask me for id and do all this but I think there's been a lot of profiling that goes on in some of these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we see a lot of crime. We see a lot of this. So we almost are kind of, you know, uh, in a way prone to need to like ask people this because we see it so much. Right. Um, so I don't know what kind of neighborhood it was, but I don't, I don't think it's right either way. You know, I don't think it's right. Well, you it's, know. Like you said, it's a whole situation of let's look at what's going on. And instead of using our past ex- we have to use, you have to use your past experiences, which obviously police officers have to do to figure out what's going on in the situation and kind of where do you go next? Mm-hmm. But 
the guy's standing there watering flowers. Yeah. You know, like in certain situations as a police officer, you go, Hey, we got a call. What are you doing? And the, and the dude tells you I'm so-and-so from across the street, they could go, all right, well, if that's your house, Hey, radio in who lives at this address. What? And yeah. like they have, they have that capability. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, who lives at this address? Do, is there any way we can contact the homeowner? Just to make sure, you know, hey, we're just trying to make sure that yeah. the homeowner knows you're here and this, that, whatever. Like, they have those abilities. Hell, even as a, a, at this point in time with technology, as a, as a citizen, I could probably, if give me a little bit, I could probably find anybody's phone number if you, if you give me an address. Mm-hmm. You can get well, online. If they give you a name and you had an address, the auditor's site shows it. Right. The right. Like most most states and counties have auditor at, like yeah. auditor websites. You can literally look up anybody if Google. you know the address or if you know their name. Yeah. A little bit of uh, googling, you can figure it out. So, like a police officer should be able to go. Okay, this is this person's house. Can we contact them? And that's it. Oh, yeah. hey, sorry to bother you. I'm Keep mad. on watering your neighbor's flowers. Appreciate what you're doing. You know, instead they arrested some dude and, and then the neighbor was like, oh yeah, they're friends. Like, what do you, what? I mean, imagine the ploy. It's like, I'm about to rob the place. Please come pick up a garden hose and just start spraying things. Like, yeah. no, no, I got this. You know, like, come on. Come yeah, on. I get it. You Maybe know, in, Some if, home alone shit. So. <laughs> yeah. So it, I guess it, that's the point is like, the the individual we we've gone so far to look at people regardless of what they are as as the other or that group or this group instead of boiling everything down as much as we can in the moment to the situation of this this is a person sitting across me this is a person that i'm talking to that has family and friends and has lived a life up until however old they are and judging them by what they're doing at this point in time and the interaction that you get instead of, well, you know, I saw this thing. So that means you probably think this, or you probably believe in this, or you probably voted for this guy. Mm -hmm. So that means you're probably a crappy person. So that means I should probably talk shit to you like, or whatever it is, or judge you this way or the other. It's like, (sighs) yeah, we got to get out of this group think mentality. I mean, I think it's useful to a degree, you know, but like when we're talking person to person, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'll post on Facebook, is like, oh, he's a Republican. I'm like, I'm not a Republican, man. Like, I, I don't know how you think that. If anything, I had to be, I'm probably more of a centrist or right in the middle a little bit on most things, yeah. you know, like I, I kind of lean both sides. Yeah. I've said it before. You know, I think I'm a, a closet libertarian. I, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I think I'm libertarian as well, but you know, th- these are all groups that they want to put you in and it's just like, they don't always apply like i don't have all the attributes of a republican i don't have all the attributes of a libertarian i have some you know some uh democrat in me as well right. you know um like pick a la carte yeah. <laughs> yeah i like this i like that like let me be whatever i let me that's eat whatever right. i want that's eat. right you know if we got to ch- create a new uh, i guess group for what i am like let's do it you know but it, it's going to be hard to do so yeah well the the system set up not fantastic Sure. Well, it's set up for divisiveness, you know, uh, you know, but we're, we're tribal beings. So I think, uh, do you think it's set up that way though? Do you think it's like intentionally set up for divisiveness or do you think that's just how it's grown to become? Maybe it wasn't set up at first to be divisiveness, but it sure has grown into that. You know, that, that, that's one hard thing to uh, figure out, you know, um, I would hope not at least, 
you know, I would hope that, you know, our government at, uh, you know, the early stages wouldn't set up something that's like, hey, you know, we know that you like guns and (laughs) we know that you like genders. Like, you know, like let's, let's draw a line in the sand. So I don't, yeah, I guess, I guess more to clarify that. Do you think it's the intentional direction that these groups are, are trying to get to now, or is it just that's how we've become because we are tribalistic as just human beings? I think both a little bit. Yeah. I think we become that because we are tribalistic. Um, but we're always using it to our advantage politically now. And mm. I, I think, you know, uh, to, I think the people up top, I think we, we deal with both sides, but both sides, uh, have a trajectory of authoritarianism, if I can speak authoritarianism. So uh, th- no matter what or who's in charge, I still feel like we're marching that way, you know, to big government to, you know, th- it's the same agenda, essentially, no matter who you put in charge, if it's Republican or, or Democrat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we can look and, you know, when there's a Republican in office, do we see, uh, you know, formulations of less gun laws or less anything like that? I just see more, more government and no matter who's in charge, you know, and I think, uh, we should at this point with the loss of trust with everything and the way they handle the pandemic, the way they handle money, not like a business, you know, if I was a business and I was the government, how would you handle money like this? You would be in the red all the well, time. You're the, you would, you're the government so you can print more, right? You'd bankrupt yourself. You know, though, like, how do you, you know, you think about it as like a business perspective. It's like, we don't know when we're in the red, we're in a recession. We don't spend more money. We, we save, you know, like, and they're not doing that. So that right there tells me, no, 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 I, I, I don't trust what you do. There's not a lot of transparency. There's not a lot of representation. So where are we heading? You know, are we heading to somewhere that, uh, most of the population don't want? And I think we are, you know, but, um, as long as they keep us stuck on a lot of these social issues, stuff like that, it doesn't matter. They're going to move their agenda forward. Whether we believe the whole 2030 agenda or the great reset, you know, if we want to believe that or not, um, it kind of seems like we're moving that way, you know, with, uh, all the climate change stuff and all the, uh, uh, I guess the, the, the tech oligarchy. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's frustrating and it's, uh, it's hard to just sit there and watch. I don't have kids right now, but if I had kids, would I be more vocal? I don't know. Maybe I would stay off the radar. Maybe I wouldn't talk about it as much, or maybe I should talk about it more because I have kids and I don't want my kids to go through worse times or have less opportunity than I had. So do you think it makes a difference if for the, the human population, if you do or don't have kids and then I, not for the human population. No. Well, no. I mean, for, for, for you standing up and, and just kind of being more vocal. Cause it, I think there is, it's, it's hard because there is kind of that, that line of how vocal do you want to get? Right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, we, we don't want to self silence or self uh, regulate your own speech, but a lot of, we all do that to, a, to an extent, right. Um, regardless of what it is in any, any type of fashion, like, um, you know, most people like, if you, if you like using curse words like myself, yeah. like, do you do that around your parents? Do you do the grocery store? You start like, you're checking out your groceries and they're like, all right, that's it. Like, have a good day. Like, Hey, you have a great fucking day too. Like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> like, 
I think that'd be fun, yeah. but like, I don't do that because like, you know, just there's, there's a little bit of self-regulation in any type of gov- like uh society we have. Right. Sure. But how much are we, and maybe this ties to it too, that a lot of people, there's a good portion of people that don't think about it at all. Right. There's, I, I just want to go do what I want to do. I just, you know, whatever it is. I don't, I don't want to think about, we've talked about this a lot. Like, I don't want to think about politics. I don't want to think about this. I don't want all those things. I don't care. I get it. Cause I've been there, but at the same time, like if you have any, if you're upset at all, or if you have any concerns about anything that has to deal with our society and our civilization here in America, like then you should be slightly concerned and slightly informed on what's going on. You know, if, if you're going to bitch about the gas prices, or you should probably understand why they Mm -hmm. are what they are or, any type of, you know, any of those things. So like, or if you're going to bitch about the president, well, did you vote? Like, I know there's a lot of vote, like electoral college, all those things, like your vote doesn't count because this, but, but did you participate in mm-hmm. the experiment? You know, that's, that's one thing that, like, that's why this is the first time the last election was the first time I voted since I was 18 because it was like, all right, like, did I participate in this thing? You know, are if, if I'm going to complain about something or if I'm going to worry about it, like, did I, did I try to do my part in this? Mm, like, are you doing these things? Are you trying to understand what affects your daily life? Because if you're, if you're, li- if you're moving through your life and you don't think anything affects you, people, a lot, cause a lot of people think that, but then they go to, you know, Lowe's to b- build the deck and they're like, Jesus, why is this lumber so expensive? Well, there's things that are affecting that, that maybe you should consider these. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I wonder how much of that is we've gotten so comfortable or I, I don't know exactly what it is or it, like life was just so good for the, you know, since what, you know, seventies, sixties and seventies were a little wild, but it's, for the most part, we've been fairly well off compared comparatively. So like, is it our turn? Is it America's turn for its downfall after only a few hundred years? Let's hope not. Yeah. But historically speaking, that's probably, a, I wonder what the average, um, I wonder what the average like nation has survived, like how, how long their, their structure. Cause we have the, the back of this door, we have a giant histo map that um, has like the last, was it 6,000 or 4,000 years of civilization? Mm-hmm. And it shows like the power and how much like each civilization had like power per that time. Yeah. And um, it covers the entire door, but like the last like two inches of it, you can see the United States and it's like this big, but there's this giant thing like the Romans and the Greeks and, you know, China's all this little sliver all the way down. They've been, they've, they're only, they're only the only, you know, culture that's made it all the way through. It's like, every civilization and every culture that's ever had any type of real influence is gone. So we, do we think we're really that special? Like, <laughs> I kind of do. I mean, I think we're I the first, so. <laughs> I think we're the first of our kind and I think we're might be the last of our kind too. Oh, that's you know, a scary thought. our country is kind of based off rebellion a little bit. You know, we're based off of no, fuck you redcoats. No, we ain't doing this. <laughs> we don't want your tyranny. And I think we're slowly stopping that. We're like, no, 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 we, we need safety. We need safety over Liberty. 
And that's where it's just like, really? Like you, you don't want to hear people say, no, misinformation is dangerous. Why is it dangerous? Well, because you, you hurt people's feelings. And maybe my uncle, instead of getting the vaccine, he listened to Joe Rogan or something. And now he didn't get the vaccine. And he died. Well, how old was your uncle? Oh, he's 70. Was he obese? Yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't Joe Rogan that killed him. Maybe it was just his free thinking and that's the way he wanted to live. You know, so should we stop that? I, I don't think so. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's, it, it's, I think it's really hard to uh, say we should censor things or we should stop people's voices. I think voice is what brought us here. I think there's a lot of things that, that brought us where we're at now, innovation. And, uh, you know, I think two of those, and I don't want to segue right away, but I think two of those was obviously gas and the other was meat. You know, I think those were two primary um, reasons to where, why we got where we're at right now. So, um, and we can kind of get into like a little bit of health and fitness and stuff and, uh, get it wherever you want. I've I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of the, um, well, I I was doing keto for like three years and then like the last six months I've been doing carnivore, essentially carnivore kind of mixed in with a couple different things, you know, kind of mixed in with fruits and, uh, but I don't really mess with the veggies anymore or anything like that. So it's like, you know, I, I think my wife can appreciate, we have like steak, like three nights a week, four nights a week now. You know, and we do like, you know, a lot of ground beef and burger and stuff like that. And, you know, what time do you guys usually eat dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Coming over, coming over. But, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I I feel a lot better now that I'm doing that versus like, you know, going to Chipotle every day and like really spiking my insulin and putting that much carbohydrates in me. Well, it's also like 1500 calories in one shot, bro. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? And so I've had some, you know, I think all this has been a journey. Uh, and I think it started at like health. You know, I think I had some health issues back in like 2009 that have never truly like went away. And I think that's kind of where it started my journey down like supplements and diet and, uh, just being kind of leery on news and propaganda and stuff comes out and you're like, wait a minute, like you're, you're telling me I need to eat all that. I'm going to be healthy and I need to eat three, three times a day. And, and so once you start dismantling that, you're like, okay, I was, I feel like I was kind of lied to. Maybe we should eat less. Maybe I should eat, you know, fast for 18 hours and then only eat six hours, you know? And I think that's kind of what started me down the journey of being more, I don't know, questionable on everything that's yeah. coming out. Cause I was so, going to ask you about that. Like, so the, we started this conversation out with, you know, one of the big pieces that, that really stood out to me is that, that questioning attitude. Right. And it wasn't, it was respectful. It wasn't, there's a lot of people that will talk shit about whatever they talk shit about. But, um, you know, you're one of the few people that I've seen and it's become one of, one of them, as as hard as and difficult it is to do, it's kind of become one of my favorite things to do is when I'm proven wrong, especially on social media. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You got me there. And usually people are like, they don't know. They don't know what to say, but you could go back and forth with somebody all day long. But as soon as you go, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You got me there. I was wrong. And they're just like, uh, yeah. like they they don't have anything to say whatsoever. So what gave you, and I, and I see you not always, you, you do a good job at bringing your point across and, you know, argue is seem, seemingly arguing for what you believe in, 
but you, I've seen you before also just kind of like, yeah, I'll know how to think about that. Like, that's a good point. You know, what brought you to the point of wanting to talk about things in a public space like that and be a little more open and honest than most people are and be like having that receivingness of, uh, I don't think that's a word, right? Oh, it's, a word tonight. it's a word tonight. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, just made it up. Yeah, We're making up so, all new terms this year anyhow. So we'll just, I appreciate that's one of them. That. Why not? So. Right. So, so what brought you, like, what do you, what do you think kind of got you to the point of being a, a human being? That's like, kind of like, this is what I believe this. I've, I'm trying to articulate, you know, these thoughts that I have, but also if you bring something to me, I'm going to go, oh, okay, maybe that's a good thought. I'll, I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of one of, what brought you to that? What do you think kind of got you there? I think that's a tough question. I don't, I don't know what elements have brought me to there. I think just trying to be a good person and listening to someone else's opinion or bringing new facts to the table that maybe I didn't know. It's just like, yeah, you might be right. Shit. You know, it's just kind of being humble a little bit. And I think there's so much data out there and there's so much that kind of gets pressed to us. And then we look at it, we're like, oh, I'm going to draw my conclusion. And a lot of times it's like, maybe I just drawed my conclusion because you know how you can Google something now and you can kind of like assert your own bias. I mean, we can, we can do that every time. It's like, I want to prove somebody wrong. I'm going to Google it. Nope. Those aren't the articles I want. Mm. Let's look for my article that proves me right. (laughs) And there's so much out there. And honestly, I try to go as much like data sites as possible. If I'm in some kind of like uh, back and forth with somebody like, okay, let's look directly at the data and let's, you know, try to read it and try to understand it and articulate it. And, um, a lot of times, you know, I am proven wrong and which is great. And then I learn and grow and I'm like, Hey man, high five, you got it. And, you know, there's been a couple conversations with, uh, there's a couple people online that are like, I'm going to call regulars almost, you know, regular <laughs> combat fans, yeah, top fan, regular <laughs> combatants. And I won't say any names, but you know, I love them. I think they're great people. You know, I think we all have political differences and, but that doesn't make me not like them. I think, you know, one of them is, uh, in a band and I, I've liked him and I've actually hired him a bunch of times and he might be listening to this next week and be like, ah, yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, I have uh, great respect for him. And a lot of times, you know, we'll go back and forth about things. And there was one thing that we were going back and forth and it's probably, I don't really want to mention it, but it's probably the gold standard of conspiracy theories and it might be coming up soon. So, we were going back and forth. Well, now you got me interested. Yeah, we were going back and <laughs> You're forth. You're going to tell me the topic? And I was like, oh, I, I, I was questioning it. And I was like, well, what about that building? What do you think about that? And he was like, dude, it's no way. And he sent me this study. And it was like the study out of Alaska that spent probably like, I don't know, $330 million on the study or something. Jeez. Like a lot of money. And um, he sent it to me. And then I read it a little bit. And then all of a sudden we figured out it was a study in my favor. And he's like, fuck, <laughs> I messed up, man. I'm I sorry. Messed up. I gave you the wrong information. And he kept backpedaling. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm like, dude, it's cool. Like, I, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad. You proved me wrong. I'm like, you, you know, right. I'm not whatever, you know, no big deal. No, it, in hindsight, I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, I'm not here to be like, gotcha every time. Right. You know? I'm here to try to like find some common ground with us and like figure out things together. And it's really us, you know, it's us against them. The, you know, this big thing that's happening right Right. now with 
Um, so that's really my cause is like, let's slow them down a little bit. They, they, they've been having a lot of fun, uh, with, uh, the seeming tyrannical and all their money and how they dish out money without us, you know, giving a shit because I feel like they got us a little bit of sleep. You know, they have us a little indoctrinated. It's like, so we can send all this money out of the country and nobody cares. Like, no, we don't want to take care of our own cities and our own borders. And, you know, so that's my beef. And, uh, hopefully someday we could all come together as a people and be like, no, 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 stop. We're in charge. You know, we're, you know, you, we essentially own you guys and it's the other way around. So will that ever happen? Uh, you know, I'm optimistic, but we'll yeah. see. I wonder how much I think it might take a something that's really big because sure. it's the easy, just a real 50,000 foot view is when you look at um, tying kind of a lot of those things together is America is the last nation that has the amount of word it properly um, ability to ability for its citizens to have as much power as they do, whether that be politically or physically, maybe both ways. But when you start, this one of the biggest educations I've gotten the last few years is understanding different countries, how they work, how their governments work, how all of those different things. And I've gotten very, you know, minimal understanding of it, but you know, we've had, uh, you know, a guy on that's kind of discussed how like, he's like a, he's weird how much he really loves like China and geopolitics. And he understands that whole culture. And so like understanding how all these different groups of people, that just call themselves countries work and with their governments that they've set up, like how they like America really is really, really different in many ways. Um, the way they operate and you know, the, the physical capability of a country to defend itself, regardless of the government and its military. Um, so, you know, you could decode that puzzle, but um, it, it's, it's funny you talk about being, I, I look at it as, as, as curiosity, like learning something. You talked about, yeah. you know, hey, I was proven wrong. Like, good for you. High five. Or, hey, you just looked up on your, your, you sent me an article that actually proved me right. Hey, that's, that's okay too. Like, maybe you can learn something. But like, I think it's a, a joy that a lot of people don't find when they're proven wrong. It's, it's hard, but when you learn something like that's, that's so incredibly satisfying. Mm -hmm. So you go, okay, now I'm more educated and I, and I, and I know more about this thing than I thought I did that that should be a cool thing. Right. Like, especially if it's facts, if it's data that is just, you know, as facts as facts can be, um, but being able to learn something and walk away from a situation going, oh, I learned something I didn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that should make you feel better. Even if it, even if you're wrong, like it's hard to swallow that pill, but guess what? We're all wrong. Occasionally, you know, I've done it once or twice, at least maybe. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at your wife. Yeah. Fine. It's happened three or four times. Okay. <laughs> but like to be able to go like to be able to grow from that, like there's, there's nothing better, at least in my mind. Of growing, yeah. right? Like, why would I want to be 
do I really want to be a, to think I'm from the time I was 20 years old. Now I'm, I'm, st- I still have the exact same knowledge and I'm just as smart as I was then. And just as right as I was then, like, stop it. Like we should be growing and learning. And if, it, even if that still puts you down the same path, mm-hmm. like why it seems a lot of people are, af- they're afraid of new things. And I get that, but they're afraid of being wrong. And I understand that too. Cause you know, pride that hurts, but if you can understand that if you can get past both of those things and you can learn new things and put pride aside, because why, why do I have to be, why does it affect my pride? If I was wrong about something, or if I just didn't know something, mm-hmm. like if I just didn't know it, I didn't know it. And you just helped teach me something. Why can't we both celebrate that and be like, Oh, okay. I guess I'll move forward and be more knowledgeable from here on out. And that feels good. Yeah. I kind of wonder what the characteristics are that people that just can't live up to that. Like they can't take a, Oh, I got you. And they, they combat it and they're just like, no, 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 no. You know, is there something there with doing hard things every day? You know, like every day you wake up, you kind of do hard things. You get used to loss. You get used to failure. You get used to a lot of this stuff and you're just like, yeah, I failed, whatever. I move it on. I learned from it. I can take from it. And now I move on. You know, I wonder if like some people, they just don't have that capacity. They don't normally have that much loss in their life. They're just like, everything's rainbows and butterflies for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when they do have a gotcha moment or somebody does, you know, try, they're like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't accept that. I won't accept it. And so I, I, I kind of wonder what capacity or what elements they have inside their body that just like won't let them um, express those feelings. Like, yeah, it's cool, man. Like you, you might've, you might've got me there. No big deal. So, you know, it, it kind of goes back to, you know, I, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty satisfied with my life and, you know, I've tried to do hard things. I think coming here was kind of a hard thing, you know, like leading up to it, like thinking, okay, what do make sure I articulate things the right way? I want to thoroughly talk. I don't want to be misread when people watch this, you know, like, how am I looking on camera? You know, like there's a lot of like, you know, different things that I think about. It's like, it kind of nerve wracks me at the same time. It's like, no, 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 it's necessary. You, you need to go on there. You need to do this. You need to, you know, stand up and, you know, man up to it. Even though it's just being on a podcast, you know, I overthink things and stuff like that. And it's just part of my life. You know, it's just like, you know, I have a happy home. I have a happy life. I do a lot of fun things. I think one of the reasons it's not on a Saturday because my Saturdays are like always booked every week. So it's like, this is why we're here Friday. So, you know, um, I'm not sure exactly where I was going with that. I'm just saying like, you know, I I hope if people are, are combative against a lot of these new ideas or they're combative against um, getting proven wrong that they start doing hard things that like, Oh, okay. This wasn't so bad losing this little Facebook argument. You know, maybe I was wrong. Wasn't so bad. So, you know, maybe that's the start of it. Or do you have an answer for that one? What, what do you think allowed, maybe not brought you to that point, but what do you think allowed you to see that doing those hard things and accepting that you're going to be wrong, you're going to fail this, that, whatever, but you can gain benefit from that because it sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea of how you came across that and how you hundred percent? Yeah. I think it was health. I was going down through like a health, uh, we won't say crisis, but it was, it was crappy. You know, um, there was some, uh, I won't, I won't want to say like neurological, but it was more like, um, your, um, uh, 
I guess it might be neurological, essentially, like your your motor symptoms and stuff. Like I had shakes a little bit and I didn't realize where they were coming from. So like this was back in like 2009 and I ended up having like a panic attack at work. And it was like after a big party the night before where we're like Halloween and drinking a bunch and stuff like that. So after that, it's like, am I dying? What's going on? I need to go to the doctor. The doctor can't figure anything out. So then I started taking like medication and stuff and medication wasn't helping. And so like, okay, what do I have to do for myself? Well, I need to change my diet. That's hard. I need to start working out more. That's hard. You know, what, how can I fix myself? Because I don't want to die at early age. I don't want to be left with this my whole life if it's serious or not. And they can't figure it out. So like, I think all of that combined is like, okay, I, I have to do this and this sucks and this is hard. And then that kind of led into other hard things like to do. And I think, you know, like I was mentioning before, like carnivore diet, that's not easy. You know, when you get on it, you're like, man, I crave carbs right now. I want rice. I want pasta. I want all this shit food like pizza and stuff. And, uh, you shouldn't have it, you know, like, and, uh, I know that doing this helps my health. And, uh, even though it kind of sucks at the moment, um, I'm going to do it anyhow. And whether that has like opened up a different, uh, chapter in my life of like doing other things that have been hard and then realizing like, Hey, I'm cool with it. You know, if I'm proven wrong, whatever, you know, like we're not here that long and considering like, you know, I think everyone thinks we like, we live to a hundred, you know, it's like, Oh, 50 is halfway. I don't think so. I think maybe like 75 is about, you know, the, where most people die yeah. 75 so, 80 didn't that just lower the the life expect expectancy in the united states for the first time in like 20 years yeah 100 percent. yeah i think it was like 1.8 years or something just last year so yeah under you know just understanding that and just realizing like hey we're not here for a long time like you know make sure you love a lot you know make sure you ex- you know forgive a lot and if people want to come at you and like let's just have let's just be rational you know, do feelings and our tribal traits kind of take over sometimes on these conversations that we have online and we're like, ah, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's just so easy when you're on your phone, you're just like, fuck yeah. this guy. <laughs> you're like, I got you. And yeah. it's like, uh, I probably shouldn't. Have done but then that. I realized I backpedal. <laughs> I'm like, all right, like maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, so I've been trying to kind of stay away from it a little bit more and just realize like who my audience is and my audience at one point in time is all my friends, you know, or we at least acquaintances. Right. Right. Um, and there's a lot of like high level acquaintances on there that I don't want to tarnish the relationship, um, with all this bullshit and nonsense and political uh, noise, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, there'll be another issue soon, and uh, I'm sure I'll throw my two cents in, and I hope other people throw their two cents in uh, in a professional manner right. and have a good dialogue. And that's, that's really it, you know? Yeah, I think that's what it's about, too. It's, it's, you, can, you can be on one side or the other of, of an issue, and most people are. It's either, you know, the, at least the, the divisive issues. Um, you know, not everyone's going to sit right in the middle. Most people, they won't, but it's how you present it. Right. And how you, here's, here's some things to think about. If that's the way I look at a lot of these conversations that happen, um, especially the, the, the hot button ones, it's everybody's, it seems like most people are trying to, they're just kind of like waving their flag for something. 
instead of going, okay, how do I get my point across to people? If, if I think, um, you know, I believe this thing and there's this other group of people that completely disagree with me. Well, okay. Instead of just spouting my opinion and trying to not even trying to be confrontational, but be kind of like, Oh, I'm morally superior to you because I believe this and you believe that. Well, okay. Well, if you dis, if you dislike somebody because they believe something that's opposed to you, uh, I'm not sure really what to tell you, you know, but if, if you think, well, this is what I believe. And I think this is a better way, or I think this is the right way to think about this thing. Well, then why wouldn't you try to convince others? And by being negative and being like throwing shit at somebody, like you're not going to convince them that the way you perceive this subject is, is the right way to look at it. Like who's going to like willingly like walk towards somebody and, and believe what they believe when they're just getting shit on by that person. Like that doesn't make any sense. So why all this negative, you know, just crap talking and, and trying to, that gotcha, right? Mm-hmm. Like why trying to, I don't want to try to get somebody. I want to try to unlock that, that wall that's disallowing them to see this from a different perspective, right? Like, and there's no benefit in just talking shit to somebody. I mean, that can be fun. Sometimes it is fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and, but I, I'd like to save that for my friends because it's a lot more fun to talk shit to my friends than strangers because strangers are going to get upset and my friends might get upset, but they'll be like, ha, okay, I get it. Ha ha ha. Like <laughs> it's a lot more fun when they understand that I'm just joking with them. But like if I'm in an argument with somebody, like a legit argument with somebody about a topic, then why would I want to be negative to that and like mean to that person? Like, that's not going to just makes me look like a jerk. Yeah. So like, why not like, all right, well, here's my thoughts. Here's, here's, here's these things. Like, and not a lot of people want to, you know, thoroughly hash out a response, but if they do, okay, now you're giving me something to work with. And maybe you might change my mind. And that's powerful too, is having your mind changed on something. If, I'm not saying it has to happen all the time. Like you got to have to have your beliefs, but if, if, if you don't have that door cracked and allow somebody to be able to change your mind with the right, you know, right stats or data or whatever it might be. I think that when Joe said like he, he's humble. And so that allows him to be like, except that he's wrong. And he mentioned that like he's happy with his life, right? So then that made me think about you when I knew you 16 years ago. You were not nearly as receptive to being wrong as you were. But you also weren't super happy (laughs) with life and your circumstances, I think. And then he mentioned like what the capacity that people have. So people are happy with their life being proven wrong Okay, like they still have all this shit going for them, right? But if they didn't have parents that were like, hey, guess what? It's okay to be wrong. And they're carrying this shame because of X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z. It's really difficult to hear you're wrong and accept that when you don't have good things going for you or you're not humble or you haven't learned that. Like you have learned that. And so you, it's weird to see you get excited 
if someone can prove that you're wrong, especially when it's me. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. It is, and it's so it's so weird. And I it takes a lot to get there. Yeah, and I try it's really <laughs> hard sometimes, really hard. But you used to be terrible at that, to where I'm like, I'm not even engaging in this with you. <laughs> yeah. But you also have like you've learned that, mm. and imagine if you hadn't learned that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's- so like, there's that progression, and all these things have to change. And it just was weird that he like brought up being humble, and he mentioned like what capacity do people have to be able to accept these things and i don't think a lot of people are like given the right not i don't say the the right upbringing for that but tools and yeah to like be able to be told you're wrong because everybody gets a trophy everybody's a winner (laughs) until you are in the world and you get knocked on your ass and then what do you do and you're consistently losing yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of I maybe think of it as you were saying that. Like, it's a lot like, um, you know, if uh, you're not making a lot of money, you just got fired, you know, your your bills are a month behind, you don't know where your next paycheck or meal is coming from. Um, I can relate to that. I've been there. And then someone tells you, well, you know, nothing makes you happier than giving to somebody else. Like, bitch, I ain't got nothing to give. Yeah. What well, you want me to do? Yeah. But like you do, like you always have, we always have something that we can, that we can do that we don't think we can. Like there's, there's, you know, and obviously those two things are different, but at the same time, that's kind of the same thing where uh, as, as corny as it sounds and people will say it, like, well, the more you give, like the happier you'll be, like the more money you have, like that doesn't always equate to happiness. No. Same thing is like the more right you are. That doesn't equate to happiness. No. You know, so it's finding those things along the way that like, it's hard. They're hard lessons to learn. And maybe not, maybe you are always right. I mean, you might get addicted to it though. You might get addicted. You're right so many times. Oh, that feels good. This feels good. Yeah. So it's like a dopamine hit. You know, you get addicted to this dopamine hit every time. It's fun being right. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, uh, and I, I don't, it feels weird saying it, but like, it it it's it's a fun progression to be okay with being wrong because i've realized like all right what do i get out of this like when you assess the whole situation it's like okay now i learned something as long as you learn something from it awesome like it still sucks when you screw something up mm-hmm. or whatever it is but if you can bring something away from it like you can't change what happened so if you can bring some positive some silver linings or whatever you want to call it along on the ride well then i'm better off than i was before it's it's a lot like you know we've talked about before tony it's that was it beating i don't remember exactly how you call it but like being better than you were and like you know every single day if you can just try to just do it just a tiny little bit better and it's like all right am i am i a better person than i was yesterday am i better at this skill than i was yesterday yeah maybe not but if i attempt to do better every day where am i at a week two weeks, a, a month, a year, like inevitably, if I try to do better every day, I mean, you got to have at least more good days than bad. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. It reminds me of like when I was a kid and, you know, Christmas rolls around and, you know, you get all these gifts and stuff. And then like, even when you're in your teens and early twenties, it's like, yeah, it's so nice getting all these gifts. And then you kind of realize like, it feels better to give people gifts and see their reaction and see the love. It's like, I can't like with me, like I'll buy uh Christmas gifts and I, I can't keep it a secret. 
Like it's, it's, it's too much. Like I, it's like two days before Christmas. Like, so you want to open some stuff, you know, like let's, let's get this over with. Like, let's, I, I can't, I can't keep it a secret. So, you know, it just kind of reminds me of like these crawls that I mentioned I do, like these taco crawls and stuff. And like, I know that, you know, like everyone is coming from outside of town and Ashland and Maslin. And, you know, we even had people from like Texas and stuff. It's crazy. There's like, you know, 450 people. And then you kind of like ask them, like, what do you think? Are you having a good time? And they're like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, I think, you know, doing, putting in all that work, that's kind of where you get the gratification from it. Right. You know, you, you, you go out, you make a living, you, you know, you, you bust your ass, whatever you're doing, and then you manage to, uh, make money or do something or, and then you take that money and you apply it to something and give it to somebody and then and, and see their reaction. I think that's worth a lot of times more than, you know, receiving a gift. So, um, yeah, it's that the, uh, there's like a collective, I don't even know what to call it. It's like universal chi or what uh, probably doesn't make sense, whatever it is. Um, but it's neat doing, cause I haven't done a lot of those, like, you know, like there's a lot of people that like just volunteer and get out there and help the, the public and doing things. But like, it is like, there's something special about being able to sit there and not in the limelight, but knowing that you helped put on something. Um, we just, this summer we helped, uh, with flex Worcester or, the yoga um, place downtown, they put on this um, big yoga fest, yeah. farm fest. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was like, just, and I, and I, and I offered my help with whatever I can, audio equipment and whatnot, but it was just super neat to sit back and just watch this whole thing happen. Like, you know what? Like, I'm not like a huge part of this, yeah. but like, Hey, like I'm, I'm helping somebody out and it, they, nobody knew who I was mass people didn't know who I was all this thing. And just like sitting there like, Oh, like I'm helping to do this, like yeah. something much bigger than I ever was. Like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And like, and, and until you, I guess maybe until you've experienced that, it's mm. like, it's hard to, to quantify that for somebody and to have them understand it until you realize like going out and helping people. And we just had, um, Rose and Dean recently that, and Dean started the homeless hookup in Cleveland that helps homeless people out. They have okay. a, they have a just giant, but it's a, like a hygiene bus that they can take showers. They give them haircuts and he hands like pat, like care packages out to the homeless. And he'll even, he'll go throughout the streets and, you know, a homeless person's laying on the side, sleeping or whatever, just sets a care package down and keeps walking. You know, there's no, that's, that's all. He's just out there helping people. And like, he's like, you know what, if you want, and he was a, he was homeless. He was an addict himself. And he was like, you know what? Like, if you want the best high in the world, just go help somebody for no reason at all, just to help them. Like mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, it turns out feeling really good. And it's like, well, f- like it's so hard to un- like, to understand that if, if you've never felt it before. And it's like, man, like somebody, those people out there doing those things for other people like that are just, it's, it's fascinating yeah. that they, that they do those things. And then it was really cool hearing them say like, oh, I love it. Yeah. Like I get the greatest, this is the greatest thrill I've ever gotten by helping these people. And it's like, there's this weird thing that happens in our brains that just, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like it. a twofer, you know, like <laughs> yeah. we'll call it a twofer. And honestly, it's like, you know, they're doing something that's good for society and then they're getting fulfillment back. And it's kind of like running. 
it's like you're doing something Ugh, good. No, for, no, no, good, <laughs> good no, for your body. No enjoyment in running. And then you <laughs> might you might get a dopamine runner's high. You know, like yeah, or shin splints. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll go back to like lifting weights, baby. You know, like <laughs> that sucks too for yeah. the most part. Yeah, but no, I get, you feel, I get what but you're you saying. feel great afterwards, and you know that yeah. you just did something for your body that mm. like. Uh, you know, even that you stepped yes. foot in the gym and like maybe curled three things, it was better that than <laughs> not even doing anything at all. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so twofers is what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Do you do you have any time frame that you, I didn't really? I usually try to ask you beforehand. Um, so I told Whitney before we started, as uh, um, there's that taco truck at the brewery tonight. And I was oh, like, okay. that's really good tacos. And I'm like, maybe if we get done around like nine, nine fifteen, we could hit that taco truck up. And, uh, I don't have any, like, I need to go to it. They're going to be there tomorrow. I have a <laughs> wedding tomorrow that I'm going to and stuff, but, um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if we want to keep rolling. We can keep rolling. Um, I, obviously I've bought or brought pages and pages so i can <laughs> i can keep going on different things if we want to keep going on different things um i might need to use the restroom for here in a second but uh yeah i i am curious if you guys um you know not to segue right away but like do any like ice bath therapy or wim hof or anything like that so uh, i would like to like kind of dive in no pun intended and kind of like uh, some of that uh stuff you know i don't I do want to talk about like all the, you know, climate and COVID and stuff like that. And I think we kind of hit some of those notes, but I would like to talk about kind of like stuff that I'd like to enjoy, yeah, not sure. just stuff that I, you know, well, if why but, don't we take a bathroom break real quick, bathroom break. Sounds yeah, good. And then we can get into that. Okay. But I think that's like, I like to find the, like the reverse of what I initially want to feel. So like capitalism is an easy one for this one. Cause it's like, I love capitalism, but I think that's where capitalism kind of does go wrong because we allow it to meddle in the medical industry, right? Like a lot of, a lot of issues with the medical industry come from brought to you by Pfizer that it's 80% of that it's for profit. Right. So like, man, like uh, I don't want socialism and all and communism, all these other things, but there needs to be a combination of things that we shouldn't be looking for profit from a, a normal citizen in the medical industry. Mm -hmm. like, I, I get people need to make money. So like, I obviously that's a, uh, a problem that I know I'm not nearly smart enough to solve, but there's gotta be something because what, because what happens is you jam all these patients together. The doctors are there to meet their quota and it's, you yeah. know, it's all right, we'll try this medication, send you out the door. And there's no regard of, individual people and you've talked about like diet and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, I, I do great on like this. There's a lot of times where I just eat beef jerky for half the day <laughs> and water. And you know, like, I'm getting my like sodium and my, cause I, if I go to the gym, I sweat a lot. Like, all right, I need sodium. So like be, I, there's probably, I don't know how many pounds of beef jerky I've eaten this summer, but it's been far too many. But I feel great. Yeah. Just straight, just meat. And, and I still like carbs. But, you know, I wonder how much, we've talked about this before too. I wonder how much of that depends on your genes, your DNA. Like, and sure. you know, everyone's different. Yeah. Like, I'm not lactose and You give me all the cheeses, all the milk. Shh, great. 
hammered down. Give me all the things. Like, but some people they can't eat that. Are you drink, that mean- drinking the milk or really pouring it on top of you? Which one? Just <laughs> we're going back to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one. If I do it myself, yeah. I lay out a nice big old sheet of plastic and I just pour 100%. it. Yeah, I get the honey out. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking like honey. Uh, Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like everyone's different, right? Yeah. Like, so we can't, we we have to stop. It even ties into the, um, like the police officer conversation we have. We have to stop putting people in these groups just because this person is this or that or whatever group you like, just because they, they check off more boxes than not doesn't mean that everyone's the same in that group mm-hmm. you know whatever it might be like whether it be your diet where do you, where you're from like, like i said some people they smell peanuts and they have you know an allergic reaction my wife wouldn't survive without peanut butter like i'm with you there dark <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter they are a weakness and uh Within that carnivore diet, this is something that I always eat, chocolate and peanut butter. But it's, you know, it's like organic and you got to stir it a little bit. You got to stir it. Yeah. And there's, <laughs> there's not a lot of sugar separate. in the chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's the best variable I can put in there. So, Damn. but like going back to what you said about, you know, uh, the health industry and what can we do? And, you know, it just feels like the government was set up to be our referee, right? Against these corporations. And I feel like they're somewhat captured now, you know, it's like, uh, the lobbying and stuff like that. And the media goes with the government and then Pfizer funds everything. And it's just like, what's going on? Like they, they, they fund, uh, like 80% of basically the media that MSNBC and CNN puts out, everything is funded by then. And, you know, isn't that a little bit of conflict of interest? You know, shouldn't that be allowed? I know we're the only two, uh, countries, um, I think it's New Zealand. Zealand, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and theirs is way more restrictive than ours. Yeah, hundred percent. And I get some of it because they, I think it's like um, generic and stuff. They they have a certain amount of time to bring things to the market, and if we can kind of understand like how much we need to bring the market, how much to produce, it, it kind of prepares them. But that's kind of a silly thing too. Like I don't know to convince somebody with a, a heartfelt commercial, like hey. Um, you know, maybe your woman doesn't love you anymore. Maybe you just can't get it up. Have you tried Viagra? Like, I don't, you know, I'm, you may also bleed out of your ass for five weeks. After yeah. Yeah. Or, you might, you, know, you might have a stroke because you of it. Might like, have a stroke. Yeah, like, it was worth it. That up. boner was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope, uh, you know, do I see any change in the future on that? No, you know, but, um, being aware of it and being conscious of like uh, the marketing that you're seeing every day is, is I think is beneficial. Yeah, maybe you know? that's why you're so attuned to it because of the marketing. Cause you know, the tricks. Oh, it could be hundred percent. Yeah. That's like you said, like if it's like, that's how I would make that commercial. You know? like, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Take notes. Yeah. Right. When it comes to the government and businesses in interacting with its citizens, like when there's so much money exchanging hands at some point you have to say, Hmm this seems weird. Like, uh, you know, I know we kind of touched up, but like the, when government, you know, officials, they'll leave office and then they get paid millions and millions in speaking engagements. Like nobody wants to pay Janet Yellen millions of dollars to hear her talk. Like, stop it. Like yeah. I'll pay her millions of dollars to not speak. Yeah. <laughs> but so like, where's Elon or, 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 you know, uh, the Clintons or the Bushes or whoever it might be. You like, you realize like these government folks are all right. They're in office. They're not making very much money, 
but then they leave office and make millions and millions on like speaking engagements and, mm-hmm. you know, through these endorsements and they get like all these kickbacks. It's like, this doesn't seem to be a very good cohesive, like path we're going down between keeping our, our government and capitalism separated. Right. I, I like made a comment that, you know, China controls its companies. Well, it's basically the same here, just in reverse. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know who has more control over the government. It's citizens or corporations. I think it's a pretty, I think it's a coordinated effort. Yeah. You know, I think it's a coordinated effort with media. And then you got big pharma and big government and they're all coordinated in, you know, releasing information that we like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, I, the I, government I think, believes in, I need to go this way. You know, like, yeah, I don't know if the media, I liked, not that I give them a pass. Big media. Yeah. Well, not even that I give big media a pass, but it's, they're just doing what they're told. Well, Basically, I think the, by their, by their sponsors and by well, the people that control their, the sponsors. The owners, you mean? Yeah. yeah. You and by the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the owners. BlackRock, like, Rockefeller, like a lot yeah. of those people. Yeah. And they're like all those things. So it's like, all right, well, like the media, like I don't really blame them because they're just the pawns. Like they really are the pawns and like they're the big pawns you sure. know, in the game because well, if they don't make money, then do you think they're not aware of what they're doing? Like the oh, people that are up there? I think the majority of them are. Yeah. I they're think, like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're not culpable. I got a hustle. I got a hustle. Yeah. I don't think they're not culpable. I just think they just kind of go, well, you know, got to make, got to pay my house payment. Yeah. You know, so like, this is where I'm at. And some people just don't have, um, a solid, like not even belief system, but even like a core belief in themselves of in lines mm-hmm. of all right, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, I believe in this. I believe in that. And whether it be religious beliefs or whatever it might be, like, I don't think there's a lot of people that if you push them, they don't know where their line is. Yeah. So they, they never know to draw it when it gets close. They never know when they're getting close to saying like, this is my line. So what happens is I think a lot of times you get pushed past your line and you don't even realize it and you go, well, well, that wasn't that bad. I got, you know, I'm here. Like, what is what it is? Like, yeah. and so they're very uh, malleable. I think most people. Do you think these people also have somewhat of a, a disconnect as well because they live in these big cities and they they do these things? You know, you think about um, people in our city right now. It's Worcester. Everybody knows what's going on. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to offend anybody. You don't want to step on people's toes. Um, you know, you don't want to create OnlyFans because you know Grandma down the street's not going to approve. But you got these people in big cities that doesn't matter. They're just like, we're going to do what we want to do because there's, you know, 3 million people in this city and it doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to do my own thing. And maybe they have a little bit of a disconnect and they're just like, you know, fuck it. We're out here hustling. We're out here trying to get our money and this is what I wanted to be. Yeah, it might not be what I thought it was going to be because they're they're basically giving me a script of what to say and what to tell the people and um that that part maybe saddens them a little, but they're like, you know, this is my job, my job. So right. this is what I do. I so. think a lot of people look at it as a job and they don't look at it as the impact. Sure. You know, sure. Having. The, yeah, the, uh, the subtle movement more on like a, a macro scale or something. So, or a micro scale right. of where we're headed, well, know, I think how I, they're influencing it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have, I've heard it said before, um, you know, I think factually that if, if you want to push somebody or make them do something they, they wouldn't normally do, well, you're not going to jump right past what they, their line, right. Or they're no way you'd, you'd push them a little close. You push them towards it. 
And then as soon as they're like, ah, then you back off. And then you wait a little bit, and then you push them even more. And then when they start protesting, you back off. And then I, how, how, how better to get somebody to do something that they wouldn't normally do than to close, like slowly push them towards that line before they realize that they're already over it. And then they go, shit. Hashtag two weeks to flatten the curve. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's a thousand examples you could yeah. use. Right. But it's like, you realize that, Oh, you've, by the time you realize you've been duped, you're already well past yeah. the point of no return. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, well, this is life. You're at this they, new state. Yeah, yeah. They, they keep sending new me reality. a paycheck. So I guess I'll just keep on doing whatever it is. Like, I think, I don't think a lot of it is intentional or malicious, but I think a lot of people get put in bad situations because they haven't thought about all these things and been fully thought out, you know, and sometimes you can't fully think out like what's going on because mm-hmm. you don't, you never know what's coming. Um, but I think that's one thing we found during the last few years is we spent a lot of time looking at things and thinking about things and discussing things and realizing like one of the, maybe this little personal note, one of my proudest moments, one of not at the top, but one of my proudest moments in my life was realizing that if I make this decision and somebody, or if somebody forces me to make this decision one way or the other, I'm going to make a decision that I feel good about internally, but it might wreck my not entire life, but it might destroy everything I've worked for. But I realized that there was a point I knew where my line was and it was like, I feel, I felt good about, I I feel confident that I will stand for the line that I have drawn for myself. But if you never draw a line, if you never have that like marker, then what What do you you, stand for? What can you, what do you stand for? What can be pushed for? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Whatever, you know, whatever is until you finally draw a line. Is it too late at that point? I don't know. You know, that's the tough part. I think we're here to push it a little bit. You know, we're not here to just be static and just be like not known. You know, I think uh, we should try as hard as we can to, you know, get people to know us, you know, build a community around us and uh, build a family and stuff. But yeah, it's, um, man, I did want to notate one thing that drove me nuts. Just coming back to the Pfizer thing before we leave that in the dust, <laughs> and it was back. It. To, it, well, no, I'm okay with that because obviously it's played out. You know, this thing has been going on for a while. Any podcast you listen to is obviously that's that's a a big talking. What point. affected everyone's lives? Yeah, but you know, going back to the marketing perspective a little bit, you know, they uh, they actually spent twelve billion dollars on uh, marketing. Uh, you know, over COVID. And they spent nine billion dollars on R and D. It's just like <laughs> that's that's a stat that I haven't heard. Wait before, a minute, but that's, a, that's a very telling stat, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, why are you spending this much on marketing when it's free, right? I thought it was free. Nothing's free, Joe. It's not free. It's not free. So someone's it, paying for it. Who's paying for it? So. Well, apparently, one of the company was it Moderna is. Is it Moderna that's suing Pfizer and BioNTech? Like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we had a pay for it. We had a patent back in 2014. <laughs> How'd you have a patent for a novel virus? Yeah, well, the technology there, but yeah, it's yeah. it's funny, yeah. like the 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 fuckery that is through that whole thing, and it's it goes back. It kind of goes back to your health talk, right? Yeah. Like if you're 
I'm not saying like taking ownership of your health is nobody can do it, but you, right. No, no matter what it is you, in, you have to be honest with yourself, right. And, and doing so, and just taking someone's whoever it is, like their advice of, of your own health, like that's a dangerous game to play. So it's whether it be a doctor that doesn't listen to you because he, you have a 15 minute, you know, appointment and they've got to get you out of the door because they have 30 other people to see that day. Like it's your body. And you, if you don't take responsibility for it, then who will? And even if it's, yeah, I'm going to drink this glass of bourbon or two or three. Do I recognize? Yeah, it's probably isn't the healthiest thing I could be doing right now. But does it add to quality of life? Does it add to, you know, the enjoyment of life? All these different things. Like, all right, maybe I shouldn't have a, a bottle of bourbon a day. That's probably sure. a bad idea. Two, two drinks for males it uh, lowers the cardiac risk. Actually, yeah, yeah, Is that, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Two women, one, so men can can drink too. So. Yeah, but uh, you should probably just take aspirin instead, right? That's healthy for you. We're just like, <laughs> are we just talking like thin, thinning out the blood? Is that where that research is at? I at this point, I don't even know where it's at. Yeah, honestly, yeah. they've changed it so many times. Because yeah. I, I always saw, heard that about like wine, you know, like a glass the of antioxidants. Wine, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I just wonder if like all the other things negate the positives from it. You know, so yeah, it's neurotoxin. I, I think and, I think you probably <laughs> cannot have a BMI of fifty, and it's going to benefit you. So I did want to mention the BMI thing, and you know, just like we we mentioned when we were off air for a second, cholesterol. But like, what about BMI? It's terribly antiquated and should be retired. And you should you should look at body fat percentage. Yeah, yeah, because you could sit there and you could be you know have so much muscle mass. You know, and you're five eight or something. You're like two hundred fifteen pounds. They're like, dude, you need to lose some weight. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm pure muscle. But Fred almost I, ruined my insurance because they said his BMI that he was like obese. He had to go and get do like the caliber test because no kidding. Yeah, because his BMI yeah. said that he was obese and it was going to affect a large amount of a discount that I was getting on my insurance. Oh, yeah, it probably would have cost us probably what thousands. I don't, I don't know if it was, but it was with your premium and everything. It was significant. It was a time where I was bigger than I was. I was probably like two forty ish then. And I was like abs and all. Mm -hmm. And like, I walk, I had to go drive up to Cleveland because they were going to like increase her insurance premiums because I was obese. So I had to drive up there and, um, I walk in the room. The guy's like, Oh, are you here for a body fat percentage test? I was like, yeah. So he's like, all right, well, go ahead and take your shirt off. And he turns around, he's doing some things. And like, he turns around, he goes, he's like holding the calipers. He's like, well, this is about the most ridiculous thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And like, literally he's like trying, like, and I think I was, he, he calipered me right around. Like, I think it was like 11% or something like that. Body Body fat percentage. And he was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I was like, well, I tried to tell the lady on the phone, but. You know, I, you know, she, I, apparently I can't just send her, like, a selfie. send her a selfie. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Like show her your app. But like, so fine. like to be a, my fact, like it's, you know, just because your height and weight are at a yeah. certain thing, like it, it means it's, I, I could see it's used as a general tool, but to change people's insurance rates because of these general, you know, not everybody it's fits not like smoking. Right, not everybody fits in a, in a general categorization, right? Like there's there's outliers. So adding or putting a general rules on everybody, and I think we've a theme of this is people are individuals, right? 
So like, why can't we handle people as individuals? Because putting general rules <clears throat> on everybody that's policies and the complication of policies probably. Yeah. Because people know. don't want to do their, their, their work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nuts to me. You know, like, um, I, I, I was in that position too, when I was working out really hard and I was 200 and I was thin. I don't know what my body percentage did, but I would talk to friends. They're like, dude, but your BMI is high. I'm like, dude, what are you <laughs> talking so about? Like I'm running every day. I'm lifting weights every day. Like I'm as healthy as I've ever been. You know, like how are you going to tell me I'm less like, am I, am I harder on my joints? Is that the scenario we're playing? Because I'm heavier than what my joints should be able to take. I mean, maybe I guess that that's a factor. I don't know. Yeah, but ligaments and tendons will develop. That's yeah. In a commensurate fashion with muscle. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh like you said, I think it should be retired and I think it's uh old school. We've yeah. been running off BMI for a long time. That has no relevance to health, you know, particular. And going back to cholesterol, I think that's another thing, you know. I think there's a lot of people out there that are taking a lot of pharmaceutical medications because their cholesterol is high and they're at high risk and they're older and stuff like that. And, you know, they don't take any butter anymore. They don't do any fats. They don't do any, and they're doing statins. And it's just like, dude, you're, you're draining your brain. Like you're draining your brain of all the fats that you have. Like yeah. you need those sad. fats to produce cholesterol molecules, which, yeah. you know, benefit the rest of your body. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be melting your brain essentially. Like uh, maybe not in that sense, but I don't know. I'm a, uh, I'm a big advocate for eating meat. I'm a big advocate for you know, like butter. I, I wasn't, uh, always, you know, I would say like five, six years ago, I probably leaned left pretty hard. You know, I probably thought like eating vegetarian and drinking smoothies was the right way and, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I was wrong. And, uh, you know, understanding that and like moving on and being like living this diet. And, and maybe this is just what I've felt, you know, mm-hmm. living this diet. And maybe people feel something different when they live a vegetarian or vegan mm-hmm. diet. Um, but I think you see a lot of cases with people being vegan and not being malnutritioned mm-hmm. and having osteoporosis and, you know, not getting enough nutrition or protein. So I, I think it's tough and um, I don't think we're going to save the planet by vegetarians. And I don't think we're going to, um, <laughs> yeah. I think if, if you want to do that and if it works for you, it's great. Do it, but don't, you know, for, you know, don't try to like force me to do what you do. Right. You know, if you do that, that's fine. Have fun. Like, but don't go out and protest that meat is bad. Meat is terrible. Even though meat might be a contributing factor to whether you believe in God, whether you believe in evolution, a factor in human progress right. to where we're at now. And the same thing with oil. You know, we, we've got to where we're at because of oil and meat, because of oil and meat, you know, it's, it's simple. Um, if you look at all the factors, you know, take it away, take meat away and take oil away and see what happens, you know? Right. So. Well, I think it also talks to the, the individualism, right? And that's, and that's kind of, I see diet as a, a really good example of that where, you know, like I said, some people are allergic to milk. Some people are, are dairy. Some people people are allergic to tree nuts. Some people can't eat this. Some people feel better when they eat all vegetarian. Some people feel better when they eat all meat. Like there's, and I, I don't. Know, I, I guess I kind of tend to think and believe that maybe it has a lot to do with our genetics, because in different parts of the, the world, you know, you can't preserve, you know, meat or milk. Or you don't get vegetation very much. Like, guess what? You live up in the some Arctic area. You're not getting a whole lot of vegetables, bro. 
guess what you're living off of? Animals. Yeah. So like beef, you know, salmon. yeah, beef, you know, fats and delicious caribou, caribou, mm-hmm. like all those things. So like the people who've lived there for thousands of generations or years or whatever, whatever you believe, like there's people that live in areas where they get rarely get a vegetable. So you're just going to tell them that, that they, they'd be, they'd be healthier if they eat vegetables. Well, I mean, their ancestors have been literally living off of animals for generations. So like not everybody is, is, is going to fall into the same category. So maybe that in some sense, there's a genetic disposition to, yeah, I, I operate better off of just straight meat or I operate better off of all vegetables or fats, or maybe I operate off of a little bit of everything better because I grew up in, or, you know, a Mediterranean diet because whatever my, you know, like I, I think there, there is some kind of genetic disposition to some of those things and to health things, right? If we're, if your family, like when you go to a doctor, what's one of the first things they ask you? Your family history and medical diseases, right? Well, you would think all those things would carry forward through, right? So what's going to be good for one person? It can't be good for everybody. Sure. There's just no possible way. Like, at least that I can imagine. Like, as far as diet goes, at least. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and it's it's hard it's hard to figure that out too. Is like, what diet's the best diet for anybody? You what know? do you feel good doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you feel good eating. Uh, what can you stick to? Yeah. What? Yeah. What yeah. can you stick to? If you're Parsons, it's McDonald's once a day. <laughs> well, bro. Yeah, not that. Not, not you. I'm saying your dad and your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but guess what? Doing hard things and exercise. I'm almost positive that's going to be good for you regardless. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's a lot of things that we've just proven that like Roundup and things that we've been spraying on crops and plants and vegetables and stuff. Yeah, we, we've been doing that a little often, you know, to mass produce like Big Farm. And uh, we just realized that, you know, a lot of the oats and so oats go in the bread, oats go in the cereal, oats go in a lot of things. The, the way we dry these oats out is spraying some more Roundup on them you know, at the end of the, uh, the end of the growth cycle, I guess. And, um, apparently that's bad. You know, we, <laughs> we realized like, Hey, Roundup does not work well in the body. So I think that we've been experiencing a influx of cancer over the last probably 30 years, 20 years. You know, I think cancer facilities have been growing and, you know, I think we sit here and we wonder why it's like, what is it that is making America sick? Is it our diet? Is it our uh, want just to sit around and be static all the time, you know? Is it our exposure to chemicals? So, the, I, I think stress levels. Stress levels, yeah. Stress levels have increased. Um, you know, we obviously there's more office jobs now than ever, probably. Lack Even though a, lack of moving, lack of moving, exertion. So, you know, what what are some of the main contributors to a lot of these cancers, a lot of these heart diseases, that which are two of the main uh, killers out there? So besides like, you know, fentanyl for our age group and stuff, right. those are pretty obvious. To, to yeah. Nail down. We, we understand Drug like drugs and, and fentanyl and stuff, but like things that we kill ourselves with. So like, yeah. you know, cancer. So yeah, it, it, it's fascinating to me. It's like, okay, how can I stay away from that? How can I eat more natural and, you know, eat more primal? And that's, that's kind of the route I've taken. You know, I've even like looked into okay, not using as much shampoo or body wash or stuff like that, or deodorants that have aluminum in them. So I, you know, you can ask Whitney, I'm just like, 
get it all out. I, I don't want it. I don't want to put it on my body. Uh, you know, sunscreen. I don't want to put that on my body if I don't have to. I'll stay in the sun until I can't take the sun anymore. I don't want to get burnt. I know that. You know, getting burnt's bad. But uh, you know, just living a more natural life and trying to avoid some of these dangers like cancer and heart disease. Yeah. I think that's the key. So, well, that's why there's. I feel like there was a, a big campaign for a long time, at least because I kind of fell for it or not necessarily fell for it, but just it made sense to me at the time. Like all these people are like, Oh, going to go all natural and this, that, whatever. Well, like I'm, I'm fairly intimately familiar with the glyphosate, which is the mm-hmm. active product roundup on roundup and, you know, rodeo and same thing. Um, you know, I'm still not entirely convinced that that's causing cancer, but it's a man-made chemical product that we're spraying on our food and the FDA, if you, you can go on their website and look at it. And this is a conversation because I've dealt with this very closely um, in, in dealing with the public, the FDA has on their website that Roundup has found in instances where round, where it's used on farms, it's found in like, I want to say 65. I could be completely wrong, but I could find it at some point. It'd take a little digging. Um, I want to ask you to dig for that one because it's a, it's a hard one to find, but it's on the FDA website where it's like, like 65 or 75% of foods that are couldn't the weed weed control is used in the process of growing them. That, that glyphosate is found in the food. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel fairly confident in saying that, I don't necessarily think glyphosate is going to benefit my body. Like, I don't, I don't see any, I don't, I don't see how, unless it's going to turn me into like Spider-Man or something cool, which I don't see that happening. I don't see a benefit there. Right. So even if, even if it's not necessarily causing cancer and the company should be liable for that, I, I don't see how it could be bad to remove it. I'll try to try to remove the instances from where I'm exposed to it. Right. Mm. Regardless, if it, regardless, regardless, if it's this demon that some people want to make it out to be, it's, it's not an angel. So maybe I should just kind of try to remove that from my diet completely. Sure. And like the, the deodorant, same thing. Like I always felt like kind of, well, maybe I should try this. Like I go, go all natural, this, that, whatever. Like it sounds crazy because it does it sound crazy because it actually is crazy. Or does it sound crazy because I've been conditioned to just like, oh, these, these health, these fucking, these fucking hippies and like, yeah. oh, like, you know, whatever, like, oh, they're going to, the women are growing armpit hair and they're not wearing deodorant, like whatever, like, you know, <laughs> but like, guess what? Like I've worked around metal and I've, I've been like, gotten my hands dirty my entire life. Like, I don't feel like taking a bunch of like aluminum sanding, grinding and grindings and powder and just rubbing it all over my body. Like right. I breathe that stuff in, like, guess what? Like that doesn't feel good when you breathe those particles in all day long. And like, so I can't imagine that rubbing it under my armpits every single day for a year. Like that's probably not very healthy for me. Is it causing cancer? I don't know, but it surely isn't making me healthier by like putting these chemicals that we normally wouldn't come in contact with in nature all over my body like that. You know what I mean? So like, regardless if it's, if it's the demon that the whoever wants to make it out to be, if it's not benefiting me, then I'm probably gaining from removing it. 
from my environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I don't want to use the word catalyst again, but I've been using it a couple of times, but I think it, it could be a catalyst to cancer, you know, like, so I think your mitochondria is something that possibly controls cancer. You know, you have your mitochondria <laughs> and every day you're, you're washing your hair with chemicals that you don't understand. You're, 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 you're body washing, you're throwing the chemicals underneath your, your pores, which is your mm-hmm. armpit. You go through the day and you get your daily pollutants of everything with, you know, just gas and whatnot. But I think and, uh, then you drink alcohol during the weekends and then you, you go on with life. And I think you start getting a weakened state from all of this. Right. And now you like are eating food that has this in here. And then, yeah, I think it possibly could lead to cancer because you, you're in a weakened state at that point. Yeah. And I'm you not know? even saying that those things don't, aren't directly linked to cancer. Yeah. It's just, even if they're not, it will probably benefit me from trying to remove a lot of these chemicals in, in my life. Like we've talked about the, uh, like plastics, mm-hmm. ph- phthalates, like, and that's been proven to do some, yeah. I, not, oh, no, I appreciate you know? it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. You know, but that's like, well, there's, there's the steps you got to go to, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we've, like, we've been gone so far as like, all right, we don't want to put plastic in the microwave anymore. Like that's because yeah. it's, like thinking about it, like and seeing over time what like plastic containers or different things will do, like, well, like if if my spaghetti sauce is gonna stain my plastic container, <laughs> well, how do I know that plastic's not getting in my spaghetti sauce? Do sure. I want to? Do I want to just want to like grind up a, a plastic container and eat it? Well, that doesn't make sense. It's probably not gonna be healthy for me. Yeah, polls. I heard a statistic you the other know, day like, that said you you eat like a. Oh yeah, the amount of plastic, like a credit card a week or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's nutty. And what did that lady say? How like that was on Rogan? It's shrinking the tank. Yeah, the decreased, the decreased, the, the, the decreased yeah. anogenital distance. Oh man, yeah, it's, you it's got weird. small taint. Syndrome. Yeah, like that's like a that, those are tests they've done. So like because of our plastic uses and the phthalates that we're ingesting, yeah, like it's literally like I don't know why it shrinks the distance between yeah. you know the the places well we do know like, that testosterone is going down oh yeah, that's we, we've yeah, seen that, that, fact, that yeah. you know that that's a trend line that's like so something's happening yeah, yeah. something's what happening it, like, i see yeah. it every week when yeah. i pull labs on guys that are 20 years old yeah i like, mean oh. we don't need to go as far as we're turning the frogs gay but we understand that <laughs> you know like testosterone's going down so and maybe that's right. a provable study too so yeah. um yeah. but you know like you know as long as we have the choice and long as we're knowledgeable about it i think is, is the key you know, as long as we know that like drinking plastic and plastic water bottles is probably not good for your health. Uh, putting things on your body every day is probably not good for your health. Drinking alcohol every day is a mitochondria killer. We know this, you know, but I choose to do this. Right. I, you know, I, I sometimes like in society, like we don't necessarily choose this. We're just ingrained and cultured by doing something like, Hey, you didn't wash your hair today. No, dude, I, I quit using shampoo. Why'd you do that? That's fucking gross. You a hippie? No, no. I just, I go in, I, I scrub my head and I, you know, dried. I don't need to use shampoo every day. And my hair is healthy and it doesn't stink. It doesn't, you know, I think going back to marketing again, we've been persuaded over time that we need to do all these things. We need to use shampoo. We need to put on deodorant. We need to cover up our, our scents and, you know, uh, use ax deodorant and use body wash and really get in there and scrub everything. And it's just like, 
do we do we really need to? Like, I'm okay with getting in there and scrubbing everything. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm okay with that. <laughs> be you know unsanitary or be disgusting or anything like that. Right. But at the same time, do we need to take a manufactured chemical and just throw it in there? Right. You know, I think there's some natural alternatives like soaps and stuff that you know you can. That, that we'll have, have to give like, Joe a bar of soap. Yeah, she, she I makes, make soap, and we—that's all we use in the shower. Are you stand, what's up? You no, up but it's no. all natural. <laughs> yeah, There's she, nothing she, in she it. She makes homemade soap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet, sweet. So we like just we switch essential to that. And, yeah, the only essential oils, and there's some yeah. lavender buds. So yeah. sometimes. That'll get stuck. This video is going to come out and then but, everyone's going to be like, we didn't know Joe was a hippie. I'm like, I'm yeah. not a hippie. Yeah. I just, well, it's know. the thing, the chemicals, right? If I can't yeah. read, if I don't know what it is, like it's not, it may not be absolutely negatively affecting me, but if it's not positively affecting me, then what's real? What, yeah. I'm not gaining anything from it. So maybe I could find something else that like I could, I could negate yeah. the possibility if, of negative effects. If my wife starts telling me like, Hey, you stink. You know, I'm not trying to like attract another woman. So like, I don't need to like go in the shower and like throw a bunch of Axe deodorant or Axe uh, body wash on. I don't think it's necessary. I think that stuff like fragrance and stuff kind of messes with a lot of your endocrine system. So, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't need to do it anymore. So why do it? Um, what else have I been not doing lately? Well, I've been trying, I haven't been sunning my butthole. I think that is, uh, you know, a new Makes fad sense. that people have been doing. And I, I, I haven't I mean, went down that rabbit that. hole of like sunning the butthole. So, yeah. Well, I know. think maybe like you said, vitamin D yeah. is good for you. Is so the key. Maybe your butthole needs some D. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that note, he tries. He tries to use so, that line all the time. A little comic <laughs> relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Obviously, that's, um, that's yeah. a thing. Sunning the butthole, yes, absolutely. So there's been a lot of people out there that says, you know, you should sun your butthole for ten minutes a day, and it really kind of creates a lot of energy and stuff. Okay, well, you guys are going to have a fun discussion after this. No, I, I uh, have to try that. Yeah. Well, they yeah. say that the light, the, the the light in the morning and in the evening. If you get the indirect sunlight into your eyes, um, it's almost been three and a half hours, my friend. Has it really? Yeah. Let me let me oh, just yeah, let me just finish yeah. this really quick. Yeah, finish I, this really quick. I, I think I have. I think we we have a lot that we can discuss again. Sure, absolutely. But it's been a blast. Three finish, and a half hours. It's wow. Okay. I mean, you can keep going, but tacos sounded really good. Tacos do sound good. Uh, I stopped wearing sunglasses like in the morning and stuff like that. Obviously, for driving when they're necessary, like I put them on. And I think they're cool. Like, yeah, sunglasses. But I think uh, most of the time, baby blues, huh? I, I think you need to look at the sun and get those rays and get the I vitamin D directly. Don't look directly at the sun, kids. Um, I think even you, your wife's like, I don't know about this. Bro. No, just in the direction. <laughs> no, no. Andrew, oh, yeah, in the direction. Is completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying stare at the sun until you go blind. I'm okay. just saying, like, just I don't think it, it, it's as harmful as everyone says it is. And I think, you know, especially with sun exposure to your whole body, like get as much as you can. Don't get burnt. Look yeah. at it as much as you can. Don't fuck your eyes up. That's it. But, I agree with that. All right. We're supposed, we're supposed to be outside, right? We haven't lived in houses as humans. Yeah. So next time I come, make sure this is outside. So have you yeah. listened to Andrew Huberman? Um, I don't think I have. Oh, I think he's like an him. ophthalmologist, yeah. Yeah. but he also is like, I don't know what else. He's too but, smart for his own good. Yeah. But so he talks a lot, obviously ophthalmology, like eyes are his thing, but he has tons of studies out. Um, follow him on Instagram. He just put a video up maybe a couple of days ago about sunlight in the morning, yeah. like what Fred was talking about. And then yeah. the evening and how the benefits that has on your body. And he says, 
there's like three things that are just not like he does them every single day. And one of them's like exposure the sun in the morning gets up and in then the morning and in the stares evening. at the horizon. Yeah. Not yeah. stares, but looks in the horizon. And he's somebody who has done, and- you know, specializes on our eyes and what it does to our whole body. He's yeah. a brilliant yeah. man to listen to, but you would probably find him okay. interesting. Yeah. I'll check him out. Make sure you're barefoot when you do it too. And you're Naturally. connected to the earth, you know? Yeah. So the energies. Yeah. Joe, thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Again, we'll have to, uh, we'll give the people some time and then, Fill them up again with the yeah we we, we so touched we got, the rabbit hole I think on some areas but obviously there's there's so many areas that and we can touch the and, uh, sun and the butthole areas we've touched it all yeah rabbit I don't know if we want to touch that again we might just leave that <laughs> we can alone. leave that again we can leave that I'll give you a review okay all right yeah um, five star make sure it's five star so. <laughs> thank you sir thanks Appreciate for Thank you for joining us today. Remember, check out the website, chronic-curiosity.com to join us at the forum, have some fun, interaction, pick you up a comfy t-shirt, or if you just want to support the show and donate, all that is on the website as well. Thank you. Until next time. See you.